Today's episode of Beers Beats Bailey with Matthew Bailey is brought to you by Island Beer, Chill and Grill, 2015. Island Beer is an excellent place for beers, a lot of great selections, um, right on the IMAX. Uh, if you want to go and take a beer right before or after a film, I totally recommend it. That's Island Beer, Chill and Grill, where you can chill and grill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you listen to this. This is yes. season two, episode two of Beers, Beats and Bailey. Yes. Hosted by yours truly, Machu Bailey, along with my partner in crime, mm-hmm. Ricardo Medina. Hola, hola, hola. Hello. Yeah. Uh, today we have a lot to talk about. Um, first off, we're going to talk, we're going to mention two great... Um, we, we don't, we don't want to call them like musical... All right, well, one is a musical icon. Yeah. Next one is an icon in film. But both have starred in film before, and of course referring to David Bowie, yes. rest in peace, uh, and Alan Rickman, rest in peace, yes. who died, I believe it was two or three days ahead of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Very, and it was crazy loss, that yeah. and they, they died roughly the same way. I don't know if it's the same form of cancer, um, yeah. both by cancer, and then both at the same age. Yes, yes. And so, so people start making like a bunch of jokes about it, like uh, David Bowie, 69, Alan Rickman, 69, Donald Trump, 69, shit like that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but... Uh, Two great, great losses in in creative in the creative arts. Uh, you know, Rick, um, Alan Rickman is you know f- for many people just such an iconic actor um, for generations, multiple generations, for yeah. Generation X, for Generation and for Millennial generations, and well, the new generation. I don't know why you want to call everybody born after two thousand. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, he is a person who, and then David Bowie again, very influential in film. film. Yeah, oh and, of, and of course music in terms of music, rock music. Yeah, no, his, yeah. his career is music, but he's also quite influential since this is a mostly film podcast. Um, yeah. Um, so what what we'll he, do? Well, I would I would actually do uh, just a quick review of his debut film. Yeah. Came out in 1976. is called The Man Who Fell to It. Yeah. I know a lot of people probably haven't heard of it. I know they're they're more familiar with Labyrinth from 1986, which yeah. is still a great family film. Yeah great fantasy adventure with a slight little mix of musicals in it as well yeah um and ricardo you're gonna mention alan rickman and his films so yeah yeah you also mentioned uh he is the father of duncan jones uh, oh yes 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 yes, yes. Yeah. forgot to mention Dun- that, no, duncan jones uh is a fantastic director in my opinion he does does some of my favorite my favorite sci-fi mm-hmm. stuff uh moon yeah which i still have yet to yeah, see no, unfortunately moon, moon, yeah. moon uh starring um sam rockwell um kevin spacey i believe if I remember correctly, I yeah, believe, he was, yeah, he was, I believe voice, both, yeah, he was, he was a, the voice in that, uh, the voice of the AI, 
And yeah, Moon is a fantastic cipher. Yeah, and I uh, think it was really great. Is, is, is probably one of the best low budget films. Yeah, ever yeah, made yeah. Actually. It was it was totally you know for me for guys like me who you know want to break in and you know don't have the money to, to do this big big budget thing. But you see these occasional small budget sci-fi. It's like yeah, you know you could do it. You get a sense of the of some side of hope. Yeah, Moon was one of those. Right. Um, for me, it was and it was such a fantastic story. Um, I heard there's a rumor. I don't remember. There was a, t- a slight rumor that Moon is in the same universe as the Blade Runner universe. Somebody, what? someone said that. Yeah, someone made that claim because it's supposed to be a Heinlein something mixed with, you know, uh, PK Gina. So I don't know if that was the case. Anyway, Duncan Jones. He also is the director of Warcraft. Yes, new Warcraft movie up- upcoming, which looks pretty damn awesome. Yeah. In my opinion, I thought that in trailer was really exciting. And yeah, uh, yeah. And, himself, and, and and I'm still hoping that as a video game movie, at least a video game, be, yeah, a movie based off a video game, that it will be successful. No, but like. If you to think about it as a comic book film, Marvel is the, the template for comic book films. Right. And right. if anybody were to make movies for and uh, video game movies, it had to be Blizzard. Blizzard just decided to just take the, the Marvel playbook and mm-hmm. say, like, just take the shit over ourselves and do it ourselves. Write our stories, you know, rehaul our storytelling from the material that we created because Blizzard was always a big um, selling point with respect to their um, cutscene movies in yeah. the games, like Diablo, you know, Warcraft, Starcraft. Uh-huh. All three were really brilliant, really well done, really well animated. Um, stuff like that. Back to David Bowie. Yeah, back to David Bowie. Bowie <laughs> is, yeah, he is incredibly influential. Now, I was not familiar with his music myself, personally. Um, um, I was honestly, so, ni- neither was I. Yeah, I, I, I was, only listened to I was into, um, one I, of his albums. Yeah, I was into Labyrinth, as I say. Uh, you're going to talk about uh, Marvel Felt Earth. Yeah. And I, I, but I, I, was, I was aware that how creative he was in terms of his ideas. Um, he was a, one of those, he did a lot of gender, but then stuff, it was really, really on the edge. You know, he's always a you know a, a, a avant-garde in that way. Yeah, um, um, that was during like, the the glam rock era. Yeah, exactly. And he, 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 he does that right I'm making a running, I'm making a claim now, a running joke, that Eddie Redmayne is going to be playing David Bowie a year from now for Oscars <laughs> next year. Uh, and the movie, I don't know oh, what name gosh. of the movie is going to be called, but it's most like most likely going to be called Ziggy or yeah. something like that. You know, Eddie Redmayne seems to have the transgender shtick down. Mm. So. Yeah, I, I I expected that expecting that thing going. So. And and you will win the Academy Award for best. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 it's uh, again so cynical, cynical with respect to Eddie Redmayne right now. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So give me a rundown of Manfelt. It's a film I've never seen. Yeah. Uh, tell um, me how it is. All right. So I'm not too familiar with all of um, David Bowie's discography. I've only listened to one album before his death. It's called The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Yeah. Awesome name, I know. Yeah. Um, what drew me to it really was just the, the, the concept album um, vibe of it because I'm a huge fan of concept albums. It doesn't matter if it's rap or rock or whatever yeah. it is. So I'm familiar with you know um, concept albums like that. So I took it in and I enjoyed it musically even though the, the story took a while for me to get into. But yeah. what stuck out to me was just David Bowie himself really playing this character, this alien. Mm. And the story, this Lucy, is based on this um, this extraterrestrial who comes down to Earth. I believe he tries to save the Earth. I think that, like, it has five years before the, 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 the Earth is um, destroyed. Mm. So he comes and he more or less saves it, you know, with messages of love and peace and whatnot. And then as he stays on Earth, he becomes this over-sexualized um, rock god. So he's into drugs, he's into sex, he's into a lot of things. And then in the end, it kind of um, destroys him um, mentally and I guess career-wise um, in the end of the album. So um, before listening to this album, I took in, I actually saw a couple of his movies. 
Mm-hmm. He actually appeared in a, in a good amount of movies, actually. Um, the ones I could call off my head right now, um, the man who fell from Earth. Labyrinth. Sorry, who fell to Earth, which yeah. I'm going to mention. Um, I'm going to just run through in a, in a few minutes. Um, Labyrinth, of yeah, course. Great yeah. family movie, like yeah. I said before, from 1986. Um, there was one called Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, yeah. which was a, a sort of war film, a war drama film. Similar to like how um, the bridge, um, the bridge uh, from River Kwai was. Yeah, yeah, right. Where you have that prisoner, you know, those, those prisoner stories. You know, where the prisoner has to deal with the commander and all that. You know, he wants to escape, but there's this relationship going on between him and the commanding officer and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He also appeared in the Prestige as well too. He played um, yes. Tesla. Tesla, yeah, Nikola, yeah. Nikola Tesla. Yeah, that yeah. was the unusual. And fantastic I, I, I actually forgot about that until yeah. you know the news of his death yeah, yeah, and then yeah, he yeah, ran yeah. through his favorite me. movies yeah. and yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that is a, a really slept on sci-fi. Yeah. Um, you, you you really consider that sci-fi? Oh yeah, it was definitely. Well, it, definitely it is. Was it, it, it does have elements of sci-fi. No, but it I saw it more of a of a mystery, like. No, no. You it, know, it's totally, leading up to something. No, it what's totally the, what's the, No, that's yeah. that's what that's what made that film awesome for me because I didn't know it was a sci-fi yeah. until the, the big reveal in the movie. I was like, wait, I watch it as sci-fi? Oh my gosh, awesome! Yeah, no, he was yeah. fantastic as Nicholas. Yeah, but, but I, I love Prestige. Yeah, Prestige. Even I, I, and it's a movie. It's a movie that a lot of people. I thought a lot of people slept on. Yeah. People was like, it got a low rating. A lot of people considered Nolan's worst movie. And thing I was like, I think it's because it was too smart for for its own good. I bet it was that. My friends are good in a good way. In a very good way. Yeah. The only thing I'll change the ending, I don't like the last piece of the ending, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, right. Yeah. So, what I'm going to talk about just quickly, because I know that Ricardo has to talk about Alan Rickman. Yeah. So, I'm going to run through his first film, his debut film, The Man Who Fell to It. It was directed by an English filmmaker called Nicholas Rogue. I believe it's R-O-E-G. Yeah, so, Nicholas yeah. Rogue, yeah. So, he directed films such as Walkabouts. Yep. Um, what's another one? Don't Look Now. Yeah. Which is not my favorite Nicholas Rogue film, but I know a lot of people put it as probably his best work in terms of just um, merging supernatural elements with, you know, thriller and horror and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but one thing that his films, uh, why, you know, a lot of people look up to his films, why people kind of consider his films to be so great, you know, masterpieces uh, in terms of his um, editing. Yeah. He has this way that, all right, like... Um, if you're familiar with Francis for a couple of films, you know, sometimes he would have, like, something going on. Like, he'll have two situations going on. One is, like, a situ- um, something violent. Right. The next situation yeah, is the, um, something a little peaceful. Yeah, or, you get you know, parallel editing. Yeah, yeah, you have that parallel editing. Yeah. So, he d- so Nicholas Rogue does does that kind of style as well to me. That's a really interesting where you have two situations going on and they, 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 they seem totally unrelated. But the way how they cut together, it you see a little bit of similarities, whether it's through dialogue, whether it's through actions, whether it's just through the intensity of what's going on, whether it's um, physical actions or if it's just dialogue or whatever it is. But just basically in a nutshell, two seemingly unrelated actions yeah. running side by side to each other, just cutting back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And he does that actually in um, this film here, The Man Who Fell to Earth. So what it's about, um, it's about this humanoid alien he calls himself um, Thomas Newman. Yeah. Sorry, Thomas Newton. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And he falls to it, but you don't actually see the spaceship that he's in. You just see the camera just zooming into the earth, just right. like if it's going to, to fall smack onto the ground. And then you just see the shot of the lake and this is explosion. So, you know, you, you put two and two together and you realize, well, yeah, this is the spaceship falling. But you don't actually or see the spaceship. Or it might even just be him. Like, yeah, just falling. be him just falling. Yeah. Like a fallen angel right. or something. Yeah, okay. So he comes off like basically this English scientist. He, he wants to um, start this business deal with this guy. 
and really the, the, the overall goal is that he wants to get um, water from the earth and get it back to his home planet so there's these random shots that appear every once in a while random flashbacks of him and his family and him leaving his family to go to earth to try and get water so in a similar way to how the Ziggy Stardust album was he comes to earth with a mission to get water back to earth he becomes his businessman he makes his business deal and um, over the, the course of a few years he becomes very rich he creates his own company and whatnot and um, along the way he runs into this woman he falls in love with her um, they have this relationship together well you know um, sexual as well too he learns about you know human sexuality and all that kind of stuff as well um, and you throughout it's just really about him just learning about yeah. just the, the, the just about being human yeah, and then of course of, the um, the trappings of being human yeah, you know, it reminds me of, and um, stuff. a film called Starman you remember that? I am familiar with the with the, with the, with the, uh, with the film and right. it's based off of a comic book I believe okay. DC Comics I think yeah. but yeah I, I think it follows along the same um, storyline if I'm not mistaken right so yeah so he comes to Earth and becomes this, this super millionaire and he becomes addicted to alcohol right too, and, and, of, and television as well too there's this um, one scene where he's watching like six TVs at, what, at, at once he's watching six different shows and then he's just kind of looking back and forth back and forth back and forth and overall at the end, well you know just to make a long story short it's just humanoid alien comes to earth trying to learn about humanity you know he, he has his mission but he, he just forgets about the mission because he just becomes too wrapped up in just being human and then in the end, it just kind of he he suffers at the end because um, not 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 to spoil the, the movie or anything like that, but you know his family or like, at least the main goal that he was going for overall, he just kind of completely forgets about it because mm. he just gets too deep into women and you know alcohol and it ruins him at the very end of the film. Okay. You know, um, so as a debut film, it is a little hard to get into, like just the way how I'm trying to describe it. It's not an easy film to to just sit down and and just talk about it's something you had to really analyze it's not gonna you, like you're gonna see certain things take place in the film like there's this one shot where he's driving and he actually has a, like a, a limo and he has a limo driver so he's in the limo with the same girl that i mentioned before and they're in new, new mexico and they're driving along this road and he's looking across the road and you're just seeing this 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 vast field yeah but when he's looking at it he sees this flashback of like uh like settlers with their home like this is large family and they have this home there right. but the way how, how it's set up how it looks there it is a flashback you see that little ring you know like in the 70s you have a ring around the camera itself around the frame so it tells the audience yes this is a flashback you see here yeah, yeah. so he's literally yeah, seeing this this flashback and it's a sepia tone and thing yeah. okay. and, and he's seeing this while the, the car is driving on and he's confused like you know what's going on and the audience themselves well the audience and at least me when I saw it I was like, well, wait, no, well, why is this happening? Because right. it doesn't tell you, okay, he, he has the ability to see into the past. It just throws it out there, and you just have to kind of figure out, well, okay, he can see into the past. All right, interesting. And then they just kind of move on with the story, and the film does that a lot. It throws a lot of visual cues, a lot of psychedelic imagery and surreal imagery into it, and it's really up to the viewer to kind of interpret it in relation to the to the story itself okay um yeah i remember to the time as well when it came out it came out in the 70s and normally sci-fi films um before that well this is before star wars people um certain directors 
try to take this artful approach to sci-fi. Um, case in point, Stanley Kubrick with, you know, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Right. I think that was like the prime example of showing that, you know, there's more to sci-fi than the Flash Gordon approach or the aliens come down to Earth and try to, to wipe out humanity approach. Right. There's art, there's depth you could touch on, you know, just a human psyche. You could touch on just our place in the universe, but you could tell it in a different way, in, a, in an artful kind of way. Yeah. So I know a lot of people will look at this film, and I, and I actually suggest you do check it out. But I know a lot of people actually look at this and be very confused. Like, I, this was like the second time I saw it. I watched it last night before um, coming here. Yeah. And I was actually a little bit confused with certain things that take place. But, you know, it is art, so you have to kind of treat it that way. Yeah. So if the director or the writer, because they're actually based on, off of a novel, yeah. if he had his take on what those sequences mean, mm-hmm. then that's his point of view. But, you know, it's done in such a way that you could interpret it however, however you want to. It's challenging, and to me, it, it, it kind of bogs me down a bit because I kind of wish that, you know, I got a, I, I wish, like, I had an idea most times of what's going on, but you have to kind of understand in terms of just this character being in this new world and trying to um, make sense of things. Mm-hmm. And speaking of um, that character, David Bowie is fantastic in this in this role. He seems, although he, he plays this kind of sort of subdued character, he doesn't have a lot of the um, lines, he doesn't have a lot of dialogue, but just what he does in terms of, um, you know, um, facial tics and just the way how he moves and the way he looks. You, you, you're sold immediately that this guy is not from planet Earth. And um, yeah. I think that's a testament to just the, the character that he, he played, you know, in the 70s with this glam rock era, you know, with Ziggy Stardust, him being this alien and him being, um, you know, this androgynous character as well, too, yeah. you know? Um, and the funny thing is, like, um, after the film, I did a little research on it. I realized that um, guy was on coke at that point in time. Like oh, right. during the production of the film, he was he was ha- he yeah. was he was he was um, he was going through this whole cocaine binge more right. or less. Although you don't really see it on screen, he just kind of comes off like this sort of right awkward ish kind of yeah, alien. Yeah, yeah, we make it work. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird that yeah, he was high all the time. Yeah, it doesn't show. Feeling everything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but it is a fascinating film. It's not a film for everyone, but I do think because a lot of people are gonna be, you know, or like for me, for example, are gonna try to listen to his entire discography, including Black Star, which yeah. he brought out a few days before his death, yeah, which and, and was knew, about death, yeah, about, about him his life, acknowledging yeah. his knew, death. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, uh, his cancer was uh, largely unknown to me. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even, I, I didn't yeah, even so know he about that, it. He kept that really quiet, uh, but he yeah. was doing the the art was about it. I suppose it's just his last little nod to the world. Uh, yeah. Just you know, with, and just talking about death, you know, that reflexivity about death, which is very, yeah, very sobering and and very bold as well too yeah. for somebody to, to to come and just say, you know, to dedicate a whole album to him dying or him acknowledging yeah. the fact that yes, I'm gonna die and I have to be ready for it, whether I want to or not. Yeah. So yeah, um, with this film, it's it's basically a drama. Mm-hmm. It it has sci-fi elements, it, but it's basically a drama. So you wouldn't get you know your action, you wouldn't get your dystopic stuff in it. Mm-hmm. But it's just really a, a thoughtful film, a meditative film. It's something to just really sit down and just let it take you over. It's an experience more or less. Yeah. Um, <coughs> even though narratively it could be all over the place, I do think it's more substance over style. But then again, I haven't read the book, so I, it's not like I could say, well, they took this out because X, Y, Z. And yeah, um, as a 70s film, it shows it is very, very, very retro in terms of the music, in terms of like the, the choices, in terms of camera um, camera angles, um, in terms of just the, 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 the music being used as well, too. Um, but I will say, if you are a huge fan of sci-fi films, if you're a fan of cult films, yeah. if, you're, if you like 
if you if you like films that aren't you know your, your ordinary standard Hollywood flair, then I strongly suggest checking it out. Right. Um, even and of course, if you're a fan of David Bowie, I highly suggest you you, you do check out this movie. But you know, you've, probably, you've probably seen it by now. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I know a lot of people say labyrinth 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 right. yes let me watch labyrinth but i still think you should check out his other films yeah. and for me yeah. i strongly suggest you do check out the man who fell to it yeah. if i all right i think i should give it a rating i might as well yeah um i would give it a light three and a half out of five yeah. it is worth checking out like i say it's not for everybody the tone of it the pacing as well the slow pace won't be for everyone and just the way how the story is told, you know, with the surrealism and stuff, might be for everyone's taste. Yeah. But just off of David Bowie's performance alone, and just the overall tone of the film, the vibe of it, I still say check it yeah. out as soon as you can. Yeah. So that's my take on the man who fell to it. Yeah. So what's your um, what do you have to say about Alan Rickman? Yes, Mr. Hans no. Gruber. Yes, yes, Alan Rickman. No, for for a lot of people, I in my opinion, he is you know a really great character actor, great British actor and yes, Caspian. Yes. Uh, yeah, he up there with, with, with um, Patrick Stewart. He up there with uh, other actors like... Uh, I thought he was going to say like Lawrence Olivier or something no, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like he's those on, yeah, he's Caspians. On, yeah, yeah. Patrick yeah. Stewart, he's that, that, that um, group that I put him in. Um, what do call him? Magneto. Um, Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I put him in that, that domain. Um, yeah, and he is uh, for many generations of film goers and uh, fans of movies. Yeah, he is, he is representative of certain characters. He was, you know, for a lot of people, and it's a bit of a cliche, um, it ain't Christmas until, you know, he falls off yeah, Nakatomi he, Building. He falls off Nakatomi Building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for a lot of people, it was that. You know, that running joke. You know, it's a little bit of a, a kind of a dumb cliche at this point. You know, yeah. Cultural cliche, but, you know, it ain't, you know, Die Out is the best Christmas movie. You know, that it, Yeah, I, I would, you know, I would that, say it's one of my all-time favorites, yeah. Yeah, definitely. yeah, but it, it's, yeah, he was, it was kind of his big broker role in the United States yeah. uh, for many people. Um, um, but what I like about his character, though, like, compared to, to other 80s villains and, I guess, yeah. 90s villains, you know, um, like, 90s villains, for example, like, um, just recently I watched Bad Boys. Yeah. And um, the villain in that, I forgot the guy's name, but yeah. I know he's European. Right. He's so, not over the top, but he's, he's, he's basically a bully. He's basically right. an asshole. He's always yeah. like, you know, we want the coca time. And he's yeah, always yeah. waving his gun and, yeah. you know, he's blocking orders and whatnot. Yeah. With Hans Gruber, with yeah. Alan Rickman's character, just he's just calm and collected cool, yeah. because... All three, like at first you're thinking, oh, he's just taking these people hostage at this yeah. building, and he's so calm about it. He's like, sit down. Yeah. You have until the count of three to yeah. give me the yeah. the plans for the building. Yeah, just damn it. won't be a four. Yeah, yeah. You just know what I mean? Like damn intimidating. Yeah. And no, then no. later on the film, well, yeah, and then later on the film, you realize that you know there's a bigger plan, there's a bigger plot to it. Yeah. And he's just going along the motions, and yeah. he, you know the audience watching is like, oh, he, there's something else about him, and then. What? Oh, okay. Now I yeah, see what, what he's up to. Well, yeah. and you know, one of the reasons why a lot of people love Die Hard uh, and Rickman's character in particular, why it worked, is that the, the whole, you know, that whole quote-unquote, yeah, you know, we, we overuse the term meta a bit. But yeah, it was meta in the sense that he's constantly making allusions to Americana, cowboy, yeah. insulting yeah. America. cowboy, huh? Right, yeah. Making all that. No stuff. more and then, riding off into the sunset. Right. Huh? He constantly, <laughs> constantly make references and jokes to that. Um, he is one of those that... Uh, and then... This guy. Um, oh yeah, and also Bruce, there's a really cool Americanized accent at that yeah. point in time. Um, but, but Bruce Willis's yeah. character um, kind of embraced it, you know, when defeating him. You know, in the end yeah. of the day, he keep making cowboy jokes, and then you know the classic line, "You became yeah, a motherfucker." motherfucker. Right, there's a great, great joke, great little little subversion of, of American, you know, media, you know, that whole stuff with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, but Rick one as a, as career, um, that was his big start. 
Yeah. For, for a lot of people, like, you know, that was his thing. He was an iconic roller's hands. Grunga, you know, the Euro villain. Yes, the Euro villain. You know, yes, that running yes. joke. Mm. We, we always we always make that. Um, the other movie I, I know him from, it's kind of a shit movie. In its, but I, I loved it at its time. This was um, Robin Hood with Kevin Costner. Oh, Prince of Thieves. Yes. You find it was shit? Adi- no, uh, no, actually, it when no, I was no, young, it I, grew, no. I, I saw it when it first no, no. came out. Yeah, exactly. I want to confess that. I, I saw, saw it when it first came out. I saw it in theaters as a kid. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. No, doesn't hold up so well. Watch it's, it over the other day. I was like, kind of corny when you. No, it was it. terrible. Like I uh, watched it over like two two years ago. I remember watching it, right. and I was like, oh yeah, this totally don't live up at all, though. But as a kid, loved it. Yeah, although the song, you know, um, everything I do, I do it for you. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was that was the selling point. For yeah. Me. Although everybody remembers um, from it now. But he, the run it. Funniest thing is is when he which yells the painted man. That was um, <laughs> uh, we call him, Hold, uh, yeah, from Batman. Uh. Um, oh gosh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan, oh, Morgan Freeman. Freeman, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, when, she, when she sees Morgan Freeman, the painting man, that was oh my god, oh, oh, right, right, right. No, no, see, yeah, wait, yeah, that was yes, hilarious to me. Yeah, um, um what was Alan Rickman's character? Yeah, I don't remember. He was, he was playing the sheriff of nothing, right? Sheriff of nothing, really, really right. great villain. He was again over the top, really selling it. And Kevin Costner, you know, got, serviceable, be, you know, bless his he, heart. He got the girl, he got the girl, you know, but yeah, bless his heart. I, Kevin Costner was never a good actor for me personally, so um, yeah, he was I thought he was overhyped. Especially yeah, no, with horrible. like you know bodyguard. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah. But uh, Kevin Costner's actor, I never really liked a lot much. Um, frankly, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. He wasn't that. Loved him in that. Um, another movie. I well, this, I don't remember anything between these two films. Um, but the movie that was iconic for me and when me coming of age was a little film by Kevin Smith called Dogma. Nice little cult film. Yes. Yes. Dogma. And he was the voice, the character, the voice of God, the Metatron. Uh, and I loved him in that. Right. Um, it was great. He was really funny and cynical in it. Um, really really you know you know telling the story and he was quote-unquote the voice of god and then they explain why it is there's no real voice of god right and that was actually a big plot device in the storyline um, um funny as you mentioned the, the word cynical um you, you, would you think like like i haven't seen all of his films but uh, he always came off a little cynical with yeah, his character that's the whole point like hans gruber right and i know you're gonna mention harry, um, harry potter's well yeah, too. And the whole point of the well in in harry potter it's him hiding a lot of emotion yeah. on it but in, in, in because he his American characters as we know him again I don't know any of his theatre theater work no. never actually see his plays in England or anything like that um, but in America it's the whole his is the British guy looking on an American culture ah, and, yes, yes, and yes, then yes. just rolling his eyes yeah. at that and every time it's this you know incredulous you know incredulous character totally you know smithified by whatever the situation is and right. his character is calm down it ain't that great you know, selling it short, and in 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 Dogma, it was that it was his character being, well, it's, it's God, but you know, we know the, we go into the motions, and I have to solve this problem, and it's like basically janitor work. Yeah. Even though you're important and you're the, the chosen one or whatever, that that funniness is. Um, and Dogma was an incredibly subversive film. You know, Catholics hated it. Was, it. it was, it was, it uh, was very yeah, controversial. Yeah, Catholics yes. hated it. One of the funniest things about Dogma, this this is when I love Kevin Smith. Back when I loved him. Um, he, I remember it had a bunch of people picketing the film mm. about the Catholics picketing the film and he was in the crowd oh he was in the crowd oh picketing my god. the film amongst them I was yeah. like wait that is not the director of the movie like nobody, no one knew the yeah uh, but, but, but I, I remember because I haven't seen that film in ages actually yeah. um, I remember there was a little disclaimer at the beginning of the film like you know um Something to the point of uh, just paraphrasing here, you know, don't take this lightly. You know, yeah. it's just you know, even God has a sense of humor. Right? Yeah. He, that so was come old, on. And I, I, I thought it was a great movie. Um, really, really funny. Chris Rock was in it. Um, yeah, he was the ben t- Saint Apostle. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ben, yeah, Rufus. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ben Affleck and um, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. They were they were fallen angels and trying to come back to heaven. And Selma Hayek was in it. Um, yeah, Grunt a great character. I remember there was a shit monster in it for yeah. There was a shit demon. The shit demon. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we call him um. 
it was who else was in it? Oh. I remember Alinas Alinas Morissette was in it and right, Alanis, she was she, she was, was god. Um, she, she was god. Yeah, she was god in it. Um, this guy was in it. Um, oh god, George Carlin was in it. Oh uh, really? Yeah, okay. really really funny role in it. Um, no, it's a great movie, great, great subversive film. Uh, yeah. Who else was in this movie that I keep forgetting? Uh, uh, sorry, I'm trying to. I think in. Um, I think in. Somebody had a Clerks great, or one of these. Kind yeah, of right. It was in the Jay and Silent Bob universe. Right. It was technically in the, in the Clerks universe. So right. you know, um, all of most of I think almost all of Kevin Smith's movie, uni, uh, movies Obviously is in, in that universe, the same yeah. universe. So it's Clerks, Mallrats, you know. Um, chasing Amy. Chasing Amy, right? And then Dogma. Yeah. And then like Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. Um, Clicks too, right? All of those films, right? Um, so it was Jerry and Bob when, when the movie they had a big part in it, it was really funny. Um, one of my favorite lines is, um, Yo, man, Davy's Goliath's on, Davy and Goliath's on, and, <laughs> the, and the demon is like, Uh, we want to, we well, it's not, not demon, he's a fallen angel, and he's like, Um, you know, we want to like have something more current. It, it, it did a lot of great jokes, and mm-hmm. it was a really, really great movie. I love yeah. that movie, and Alan Rickman was fantastic in it, right? Um, um, another film I know him, f- I'm gonna get to this. This yeah. is one of the best Star Trek fan films you'll ever see. A movie called Galaxy Quest. I, I have seen that love movie. Galaxy I love that movie. My yes. gosh, yes, yes, Alan Rickman yes, is yes. great. So his I was car- actually going to mention that. That was that was right. my pick. Yeah. What I love about this movie is that it's the perfect Star Trek fan film. It's a not only a, f- a film about fans, but it is a sci-fi film on its own. Yeah. So the the story is that it's. Um, Aliens who saw Galaxy Quest when yeah. it was airing. It's a, basically a TV. It's right, basically it's a, um, and their it's a, version of Star Trek. Right, it's an alter, Star in an alternate universe yeah. of basically Star Trek, the original the original series. Yes. And the, the, the signal reached out light years uh, um, later, like decades later. They saw it and they think it's real. And then they use that and form their rebellion around a real threat. Yeah. And then they come to bring um, the heroes, which is Tim Allen, Aaron Rickman, basically the cast. They yeah. kidnap the cast, pull them up. And have them actually solve the problem. They're realizing they don't get what actors are. Right. Um, remind me again, I haven't seen it in, in a long while as well too. The the show had ended at the point in time when they got um, abducted, or the show was going on at the time. No, no, that's no, no. The show ended. The show ended. Yes. Right. It, it's 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 decades. That's your old point. It, right. It, because the signal, the TV signal, would have taken light years. Would it, well, it's oh, light right, years. Right, right. It's light yeah, years yeah, away. Yeah. So it would have taken decades to get to the to the aliens now. And the aliens pick up the signal and they watch the show and love the show. And it's a great meta. Again, meta. We like using meta again. I, yeah, I, meta. I, I stop using it. I sort of stop abusing this word. Um, but it's a great meta textual analysis on sci-fi fandom yeah and it's it really did a good job because it's its own story as well it's mm-hmm. a good sci-fi story on its own and alan rickman was basically the spark the spark analogy yes he, you know <laughs> you know people constant jokes about fans making you know jumping on his back and and telling him you know squirting lines from the from the um, show at him and he's like just rolling his eyes again mm-hmm. he's playing the same character of the englishman rolling his eyes at the lowly american yeah you know and you know rickman uh was great in this he was really really funny um, it was Tilaren, another great, um, great sci-fi person in this, Sigourney Weaver. She yes, was in this as it. She, she was really in great it, yeah. in this and playing this old um, actress. Was Jenna Elfman in it? I can't I remember. Can't remember. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yes, Sigourney Weaver it was, was, really, was in yeah, it. I totally recommend this movie for anybody yes. who's a Star Trek fan. It was a great, like, it was at the point in time when Star Trek was really kind of dying down. Yeah, it, um, it came out in 1999. Yeah, yeah. No, 99, yeah. But it was at a, at a time when fans was really cynical about sci-fi and, it, you know, the, the fan culture started taking over. The, 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 you know, in a sense, the parasites started eating the host in that sense. And yeah, this was a perfect movie to address that problem. Mm-hmm. It was a great, great film. Um, it have a lot of other, a lot of other films that that uh, do this, but I, this is one of the iconic for me. Love this movie. Yeah. Um, and Alec was great in it. It's really, really funny. His role, what his role was, and what you know he represented. Right. right. And he was basically uh, he wasn't as as cynical as say um, what Leonard Nimoy was. You know, Leonard Nimoy to actual Star Trek fans. But I got the sense that he was 
he was representing that really well. Because I, because I don't think Nimoy was that... Um, cynical. Not cynical, but just, yeah, I want to say venomous. To, to his fans. Because a lot of, a lot of sci-fi fans, sci-fi um, actors really kind of do that. It's like, I'm above this. Don't talk to me. That kind of yeah. thing. His character was like totally like that. Um, but it was great. It was uh, so I recommend this that, that movie to people. Right. Next movie, well, the true probably for the modern generation, the Harry Potter, the Harry Potter series. franchise. Yes, yes. Uh, played Severus Snape. Um, he is Severus Snape. Yeah, he is. You he know, is. you can't you can't get around that. Sorry the to look, say. The look, the yeah, yeah, you, the look, yeah, you look. Yeah, you can go back yeah. and read the books now. It's like yeah, you just hear an Alan Rickman voice. Sorry mm-hmm. to say, that's it. Um, he played a fantastic role in it. He was totally menacing. Yeah. Totally this this asshattery teacher, but ultimately you found out he's, he's kind of the, the good guy. Yeah, and he was but, but I, I like that about him. He's just like that no-nonsense kind of character. Yeah. Like, you, no, no, no. Yeah. Don't, don't even try that shit with me. You, yeah. you go you go to your, to your room or yeah. you go to your class and do your... And everybody started making... <laughs> yeah. A bunch of people make jokes about it from here. And anybody, if anybody knows they're running joke on the internet, Wingardium Leviosa... Wingardium. Right, you, you, right, you, I am not familiar with that. Term. Right, it's um, <laughs> there's this guy on YouTube, um, Oni Cartoons, I think is him, Onision. I think uh-huh. it's the guy who made that, that cartoon. I think that's his name, Oni Cartoons, and he has a really, really funny animation. Oh, Wingardium, love you, saw. Stop it, Rod. Stop it. It's really, really funny. Totally recommend watching that. Uh, and that's that's a reference to, to, uh, to Harry to Potter, s- to Snape and how to, he talks. Yes, it, it's make, making fun of that. And it's okay. like, um, and it, it, like the, the, the bit is that they do in Wingardium Leviosa, so the spell from the Harry Potter franchise. Uh-huh. And it, they, then, um, you know, he comes in and like Ronald Weasley, and he's like, um, everybody starts yelling Wingardium Leviosa, Leviosa, and it's a really really <laughs> funny bit. That's what, that's what like you know, the stick into my head, you know, that that joke. Yeah. Um. No, but um. So Ross Snape is a really iconic character he's a great villain um if you're familiar with the villain or anti-hero that's right all he, he does that yeah. but i was about to get to that where it's it's set up as if he's a villain but if you were to compare him to there's another character i like um from the naruto franchise there's a character called itachi where ah. he yeah, swear he's a villain up until a certain point and mm. then you realize wait he's the greatest character of all he's the great <laughs> sacrifice he's the dark knight in a sense he's, yes. you know he takes the hit for everybody Holy shit. And such a great sacrifice and such a great, well-written character. So for Snape was that. He was that. He was protecting Harry the entire time. It's, you mm. know, spoilers for Harry Potter. Uh, oh, come on, everybody. Yeah, but, you know, they, they, they haven't read the books yeah. they watch the movies. At this man, point, it's okay. Yeah. But, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's such a great, iconic writer. J.K. Rowland, shout out to her. It's such a great character. And he played it with excellence, yes, in my yes. opinion. Um, um, and I knew he appeared in a few other films before, you know, yeah, unfortunately that, that passing just the, away. Just the iconic films I wanted to just, just to shout out to Alan Rickman. He is a uh, true loss we, we have yes, to the, yes, to the film. Um, he could have done so much more in his career. Um, yeah. He had so much ahead of him, um, in my opinion. People say 69 is... A, I mean, I, I think 69 is a good innings. But in today's world, you know, you could do much more. You have great actors who go on, you know, of course. years yeah, after. Yeah, indeed. Decades and, and, after. And still you know, manage to, 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 to do good work. Yeah, give you know, a good role. Once you get a good role, that's it. And, you yeah. know, I think he had so much more in his career to, to offer us. And, you know, his death was pretty sudden to me as well. It yeah, came out of um, nowhere. But it was just weird too, because um, like with David Bowie, you know, um, Sunday, there yeah. was the last Sunday, sorry, um, there was the Golden Globe Awards. Yeah. And in preparation for it, I watched The Martian for the second time right. on home media, actually. And they played the song Starman, which is from the Ziggy Stardust album. Yeah. And, you know, like, I wasn't familiar with the act, with, with the, like, at the time, I wasn't sure who, who sung it. Yeah. I listened to the album, like, you know, a, year, a few years back, but, you know, I forgot about it at that time. So when I heard the song Starman, great song, by the way, mm-hmm. um, I was like, you know, who's singing this? Well, I didn't think about it at the time. I, I didn't see the credits, unfortunately. And then the think. You know, the next day David Bowie dies. Yeah. And you know, that was just like 
just a blow. Yeah, it was shocking. I, I, um, somebody it was just on Facebook and it's like, R.I.P. David Bowie, and I was like, what? You serious? Like out yeah. of nowhere, drop? And this is right after like the Golden Globes, like I yeah. said, and you know, it, 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 and it won, um, what it won? It won best. <laughs> best, it won best picture musical or comedy. Right. I don't know. <laughs> and best actor. Yeah, and yeah. Then with Rickman. Yeah, with Rickman. Um, again, big damn surprise. I was like, I, I think where I was I was in a taxi and I just um, where does I just like pass a, a like the only reason I knew is like I got it almost immediately was I passed like a Wi-Fi spot. Oh, and, so and it just I, popped I just, up on so you. So I just pick up a Facebook post on it and yeah. it's like, oh, we're going on here and it's like, and they see Alan Rickman, R.I.P. So yeah, like, I, I I saw it actually. What? I I saw it like when I went and I came in work like I I pulled up Facebook. It was after yeah. ten or eleven o'clock yeah. and I saw. Alan Rickman passes away yeah, at like, 69 what? cancer what uh, yeah that has come out on nowhere George. and then like two other people died uh, well sorry in between in between um, David and, and Alan's death yeah uh, Celine Dion's husband passed yeah. away right yeah, yeah right I know you're right then, yeah, I think so uh, I think it was Friday yes Friday um, Dan Haggerty from yes um, Grizzly Adams who yes, played Grizzly yes, Adams yeah. passed away another, same another thing another cancer yeah. so that just leave, that just leave me basically freaked out for the, for the rest of the week Oh my god. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, no, so um that's I, I think that's just my run through of uh his career, um what I thought about him at least in yeah, the popular Alan at least in the, yeah, at least in the popular context of the world. Um yeah, a truly truly a great loss. Truly, yeah. truly a great loss in my opinion. Um, um and yeah, David Bowie, yeah, you know, my mention of the man who fell to it. Yeah. Still recommend you check it out as well too. Yeah. Um and also, I, I need to, to listen to his discography, including Blackstar as well, yeah. too. I, I actually have a feeling that when I do listen to, to Blackstar, I probably might shed some man tears. Yeah. But I guess that's to, to be expected when you, yeah. you know, when you when you understand what the album was about and then to think, you know, he died. Yeah. You know? Um, so, it's so, really but, crazy. so you mentioned Golden Globes. Yes. Yeah, so let's, yeah, so let so me, let me move quick, away from quick, the, from the, quick from transition. The, so from the, um, from the pain and yeah. um, sadness. Yeah. So, um, Oscar nominations came out. Yes. So, usually Golden Globes is a kind of a... You know, the thing of Golden Globes for me and the relationship with, with Oscars, most times, on average, it tends to be a great correlation within Oscar wins. If you a Golden Globe win, you tend to have a Oscar win. But sometimes, yeah, yeah. sometimes you have movies that just sweep the Golden Globes and then completely, completely don't make a note in um, Oscars. Like, um, like, like American Hustle. American Hustle. Case in point. Perfect example of yeah. that. Now, a lot of people have a massive love-hate relationship for David Russell. Eh? Now, I personally hate David Russell. I hate what he represents. Uh, Three Kings, yo. No, Three Kings, that hate, yo. Yeah, no. Dude, uh, if, even that, if you that, hate Silver Lion's Playbook or, or Joy, I haven't seen Joy yet, no, uh, Joy or, was, or, yeah. or American Hustle. Yeah. Three Kings, dude. Nah. <laughs> Come that, on. I ain't agree. I don't think he's that, not that great of a movie. I mean, I like Three Kings, but... Seriously, what's the problem? You find this rips find too much from other. That is my problem. Okay. With from other yeah, I, have, I have some serious issues with that. And like, you not you too great. You too like you too up there to be doing this bullshit. Like seriously, do something interesting. Now. Uh, whatever. Yeah, but right. Uh, whatever. Anyway, small round done. Um, yeah, this. Play heater. <laughs> yeah, this year um had some good movies. Didn't love. I didn't love it as much as 2014, but. I really like this year in terms of a crop of films, really good films. So this you, mean, you mean 2015? 2015, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't like it as much as, well, this year, come, yeah. this year films. Um, didn't like it as much as 2014 films, but I really liked it this year, come great films. So, yeah. Matthew, give us a quick list of the Oscar nominations and we'll just do some run-throughs of what we think or who may win or who may not win 
a viral fail or the politics and the shenanigans that goes on into Oscar voting. Alright. So I'm just gonna run through. I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna do this in terms of category. I'm just gonna call out the title of the film and what nominations it has the um it has, right? Oh, you're going so, to do the film. Is that yeah, the film nomination? itself. No, I want to do good nominations. Well, All right. So I want to go category. Okay. So um, we have the big short. Right. Which I believe, right, which you're going to um, uh, yeah, talk about do, in a while. Short, right. Yeah. So it's being nominated for Best best Picture, mm-hmm. Best Supporting Actor mm-hmm. for Christian Bale, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Best Director, okay. Best Film Editing, and Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh-huh. All right. Right. Second off, we have Bridge of Spies, uh-huh. nominated for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, Best Original Score. Right. Well deserved. Yep. Best production design, best sound mixing, which, and best original screenplay. Right. Thirdly, we have Brooklyn, right. film I have yet to see. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, nominated for best picture, best actress, best adapted screenplay. Yeah. For Mad Max Fury Road, uh-huh. in my, for, and I, I have my point of view on that. Yeah. Still the best movie I have seen for last year. Right. My God, and I'll just stop here for a bit. I was so shocked to to, to hear like when he when he um announcement came out Tuesday morning, Mad Max Fury Road for best picture of the year. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it might 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 get. I was like, okay, I understand when they had District Nine up for best picture because they were looking for films yeah. to to put in the categories, yeah. but nah. Fury Road. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so it's up for. Count, count over, best picture, mm-hmm. best cinematography, yeah. best costume design, right. best director. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. Best film editing. Okay. Yes. Best makeup and hair styling. Right. Yeah. Best production design. Yeah. Best sound editing. Best all sound that, mixing. All that best that visual effects. Yeah. All of that I think is deserved. Yeah. All right. Um, next oh, yeah. we have The Martian. Yeah. The Martian is a big. Best picture. Big pop. Best pop actor for mm-hmm. Matt Damon, of yeah. course. Best production design. Right. I guess so. Yeah. Best sound editing, best sound mixing. I guess so. Right. Best visual effects. Yeah. 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 Best adapted screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then uh, we have the Revenant. Did it, did it have best director? That's the weird thing. It was not directed. Uh, it was sorry. It was not nominated for best director, oh, which wow. was a, a, a letdown. Actually, yeah, that was a snub. Uh, me just yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Come on, give Ridley Scott some yeah, love, man. Bit of, you know, man bit of a work for years. Man. Come on. Right. Anyway. So next off, we have the Revenant, which mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about in a while yeah, as well too. A big monster movie. <clears throat> best picture, yeah. best actor, best supporting actor, best cinematography, best yeah. costume design, best director, best yeah. film editing, best makeup and hairstyling, best production design, best yeah. sound ni- sound editing, sorry, best sound mixing, best visual effects. Whew, yeah. Let me breathe. I think that's twelve. I count there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Next off, we have Room. Right. I didn't see. This is the only movie I haven't yeah, seen. Yeah, I have yet, yet to see as well yeah. too. Best Actress, yeah. which um, Brie Larson Brie, Brie won the Golden Globe for last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Best Director, Best yeah. Adapted Screenplay. I actually have the book to read. I will check it out. Right. Maybe I might I watch it from and then read I the book I think well. I a chance to see The Room. I don't get a chance. Yeah. No, no, no. Room, <laughs> not The Room, not oh, no. to be confused with, with, with Tommy Wiseau's Masterpiece. Yeah, masterpiece the, of the Citizen King of Bad Movies, The yeah. Room. <laughs> no, no. Um, room is... Yeah, I haven't got, what happens is that I know there's a there's a illegal screen for it. Which I'll probably go watch, but I haven't got my screen of work. So yeah, um, uh, yeah, that that's yeah. the official screen. Right, I'm I haven't got my yeah, so I'm gonna waste my time with that. So I'll I'll wait. If I don't get it within a week, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Right. Um. Next off, you have Spotlight. Ah, yes. One of my favorite Best picture, yeah. best supporting actor, best mm-hmm. supporting actress, yeah. best director, best film editing, best original screenplay. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
still have to see Spotlight. Yeah, um, Spotlight might get a lot of snobs, I expected, because it wasn't that great. I even I liked it. Eh? I liked it a lot, but it. I like the story behind. The, it. But the politics, yeah, the story politics, behind politics it gonna, the is gonna pull it down. Um, it's a movie that's very, very controversial. Uh, I guess that's why. Yeah, yeah. films um, on controversial Revenant, topics might. So be. I'll say, I'll say, Revenant gonna. I expect Revenant to get a lot of stuff. Yes, um, yes, yes. But the thing is, Revenant might be this year's Boyhood. Might be. You mean uh, overrated? In, well, in a sense. Oh, sorry, not overrated. Sorry, hyped. Overhyped. Hyped. Yeah, overhyped. A lot the of revenant, people, the revenant. Yeah, the revenant, and a lot of people read reading it up, and you know, it might end up losing in, in places that we do expect. Leo, yeah. that's um, a big, the big yes, push. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes. I, I am rooting people, for Leo yeah, DiCaprio to win. Yeah, to win an Oscar. And everybody. We'll talk like, about his performance later. Yeah. Anyway, go to. Um, yeah. All right. So next off, we have Steve Jobs, uh-huh. best actor. Yeah. So for um, Michael, Michael Fassbender, Fassbender Best yeah. Supporting Actress yeah. for Kate Winslet yeah. and she won actually um, at the Golden she yeah. won a Golden Globe last right. week for that next off we have The Danish Girl yeah. Best Actor right. anyway, um, yeah. Yeah. Best Supporting Actress Best Costume Design Best Production Design yeah. next off Trumbo Best uh-huh. Actor Brian no. Cranston really like Trumbo didn't love it but liked it yeah. <laughs> um, Carol is next yeah, I like Best that Actress well. Solid Best Supporting Actress, Best Cinematography, Best Costume Design, Best Original Score, yeah. Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh, Joy for Best Actress for yeah. everyone's favorite sweetheart, oh God. Jennifer Lawrence. Everybody loves Jennifer Lawrence. I don't Lawrence. understand why that bullshit wasn't. <laughs> I did not like Joy. Yeah, I, I heard Joy wasn't really all that, but Whatever. I guess it's because her face is there. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, 45 Years, right, I which I haven't heard of until the I, I, I heard of it, but I did not see this as well. Uh, yeah. Best Actress. Yeah. Creed, which you mentioned before, mm-hmm. best supporting actor. Yeah, Stallone. Right, I really, win. I really rooting for Stallone for this one. Yeah. Um, uh, Hateful Eight. Uh-huh. Best supporting actress, Jennifer Jason Leigh. Yeah. Best cinematography. Yeah, for her to well deserved. Yeah. Best original score, which I think should, should win, win because it won a Golden Globe, and yeah. um, uh, it was cool when you know Tarantino went up and you know gave yeah. credit to Ennio Morricone because yeah. Ennio is too old, I guess, yeah. to be. Um, to, to attend those ceremonies, yeah. I guess. But you know, if he does win, I I, I would a, like a to see him yeah. come on 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 stage and see some, it, yeah. you know, at least on an American stage to take an American yeah. award for yeah. his um for his stuff. Um, Animalisa, yes, best animated feature film. This I remember I saw, you mentioned that last no, week. Did, I, I need to check that out too. Yeah, no. Um, again, did I what did, did I say anything major about um, it? Um, no, you said that it should have been in live action. Yes, that's yeah. what I was saying about it. I had I had problems with it. It was it's a movie again, much like with, with um Synecdoche, New York. It's a film that uh, I have you had to watch over to, to appreciate it. Yeah. Like I remember watching Synecdoche, New York the first time around kind of liked it and then I started like people say alright I started saying okay it helps something people like this too much let's you know let me see what is up what this movie about yeah. and yeah it's an actually New York is a brilliant movie it's like a genius film yeah, yeah. Um, actually Roger Ebert put it on his yeah. he put it as like the best film he saw for and the it, decade yeah and, decade, I, and yeah. when there's a movie when you know what to look for it's like holy shit so the thing with Anomalisa is a movie that I didn't know what to look for again and then somebody explained a couple things to me. I was like, oh, this kind of make it smarter, though. Right. I was kind of disappointed with it, frankly. All right, um, but it being animated, does it add anything to it? I don't, like get, how, I don't get say, how it does. Um, like, say, Week in Life. That right, exactly. Later, that I was um, thinking about. Here, where the animation right. said a lot. You right. know, it, it, it set up this whole thing, you know, even when it was talking about right. dreams and memories and life and all that stuff. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I didn't see how it added to it. I didn't know how it worked in that way. But it's, it's a good movie. So, whatever. Okay. Next. Um, oh, animated films, right? Uh, yeah, let's this, this run through. Yeah, some animated films here. Yeah. Um, next one, Boy and the World. I didn't see that. Haven't seen it. Yeah. Inside Out, best animated right. feature I film, which should it. win best yeah. original screenplay, yeah. much deserved. Yeah. 
um, Sean the Sheep movie. I saw that. Which I actually heard was pretty decent. Pretty good, yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Um, when Marnie was there. Did not see that. That's still animated. That's yeah, the last a lot one. Of, it's, a, it's a shocking amount of animated films I did not see. Yeah, yeah. Is Norm of the North there? No. No, yeah, that's bullshit. No, of I course it's not yes, there. It was bullshit. That's going to get Razzie. And yeah, even though I think Razzies is a kind of annoying culture, yeah, going to get fucking Razzies. Nah, we, we need Razzies, I guess. Yeah, no. <laughs> all this funny, no, the not, categories that they have there. Normally not had no business existing. Whatever, yeah. got you. All and right. then have a movie that shouldn't be there, in my opinion, this is Good Dinosaur there? No. Right. Thank no. you. No, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, one of your favorite films from 2015, Sicario, is up yes. for Best Cinematography. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Roger, Roger Deakins for the win. Yes, he was very good. Best Original movie. Score. Love that score. It was yeah. so dark and grim and, yeah. Yeah. and best sound editing. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I guess so. I give it that. No <laughs> yeah. problem. And right. the occasional stab, stab is done. Gunshots yeah, yeah. And well, I just think gunshots, and really. There's more gunshots and how real, how yeah. loud it yeah. sounded. Yeah, choke out. Yeah. Um, Cinderella for best costume design. Yes, haven't seen Cinderella. No, I, I, heard Cinderella actually, really enjoyed. Was, actually, I, really enjoyed that movie. Okay. Um, I didn't expect to enjoy it so much. It, it really worked. Because um, right. Disney, Disney, the thing with Disney right now is that they could. There is a total binge day on right now, which is this live action remix of their classics. Yeah, I would like to see a remake of all of that shit. Or either either do that or you do um, uh, uh, alternate reality Miltonian spin it like what they did with Maleficent uh-huh. where they made her the good even though she's the villain they just spin out as a good guy yeah. like do that with Jafar or something like I waited to see some, something like that you know I, I, I've had people who made fantastic arguments of why Jafar is like the hero of Aladdin and all them <laughs> yeah, and like excellent arguments he doesn't look yeah, but that's the same, the same thing with, with Maleficent. You yeah. spin it in a way that you can make it work. Yeah. Um, um and we are, and we are, speaking of which we actually gained Jungle Book this year. Yes. Trailer looks yeah. good, but this right. is way too heavy on CG. But that's right. that that's my take. Anyway. Right. Next off we have Amy, best documentary feature. Right. That's one I've been Yeah, I saw that. Try, I've been trying to see for, yeah. for months on yeah. end. But you know, Oscars are coming up, the so sequel, I'm actually gonna oh, check shit, out all this. Movie? Movie? Okay, you know, forget the name of this movie. Um was this Silence of the Killer? Killer of sil- killing of Silence. Shit. Oh, um, it's a sort of sequel sort of sorts of to The Art of Killing. Art of Killing, yeah. yeah Is which, that there? That um, no. Oh, the wow. Look of Silence. Look of Silence. Yes, right. actually. Yes, that's up. That's up. That's up, right. Yeah, no, yeah. without... I didn't, uh, didn't get a chance to see that um, when it came out. I saw it recently. Okay. Um, but I didn't get a, again, quote-unquote, not legal screener. Yeah. I didn't get to see it because I was invited to a screening for it and I did not get a chance to see it there. Uh, so that was the problem. Yeah. So I had to take, do the, the old quick rigmarole yeah. and, and get to see it. But yeah, and, it's, and it's quite you, good. Yeah, um, as you mentioned that... But I didn't love it as much as Arthur Killen. Yeah, a lot of people... Arthur Killen, though, was, is, yeah. is, was still probably one of the most uncomfortable oh, experiences I, I ever had in terms of watching yeah, a film. But it is so powerful. Yeah, exactly. So memorable. But what, no, but why Arthur Killen worked is because it's you get to see the sociopathy, you know, face at face value. Yeah. That's what made that work. But to see the, the, the alternate side with the, with, the, with the victim, I was like, yeah, but it's the victim. I mean, again, really dark and disturbing story. But, I can imagine, yeah. But it's still, what made Arthur Killen work is the, you get to see the story from the eyes of the killers. And these yeah, guys yeah. was like, and, and it was just, it was tough casual. to watch, but you yeah. do, yeah, it was, that shit it was casual. casual. Yeah. yeah. Just imagine Cavalier these attitude. guys just, just doing these killings and to them it's just, yeah. I at work. You know? And then when you, read, really when you read the backstory up. to this, is like, oh shit, this is like some seriously grim, disturbing shit we're going on here. Yeah. Anyway. And unfortunately, that did not win. I know that was, yeah. that was, that was a huge upset. Um, yeah. They gave it to, I forgot the name of the film, but I kind of understood why, because, you know, Academy Awards and all that. Yeah. Um, they gave it to a film about 
backup singers I for, barely uh, remember for the, R&B. I remember, I do remember. For, sorry, for soul singers of yeah. like the seventeen thing. I actually saw it. It was, it was, it was no. I that was that was my that was my runner up. Right. I was rooting for Aka Killen to win, but I right. said if that doesn't win, then that show would be a, um, a runner up. And yeah. fortunately enough, that actually won. But I was like, but this Didica was a safe movie. It's right. you know inspirational and stuff, but right. you know something as dark and grim and as Aka Killen. Yeah. Which. You know, we both of us remember, but I don't even actually remember the name of the the, the documentary. One, yeah, that's, exactly. That's seen a lot, you know. Yeah. But anyway, anyway. moving along. Um, another film, What Happened, Miss Simone. I believe okay. it's about Nina Simone. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're doing documentary features here, and yeah. the last one is Winter on Fire: okay. Ukraine's Fight for Freedom. Right. If I'm lucky enough to see it, then cool. Right. Alright, um, another your your pick for number one best film of 2015, Ex Machina's up for best visual effects okay. and best original screenplay. Alright, much deserved. Yes, I know. I still listen. I still defend Ex Machina for original idea. That's why yeah. I defend it. Yeah. Look, it yeah. might not <laughs> might not be. I'll admit. I'll concede. It might not be the most competent film, right? It might not be the most competent film in terms of like visual work, camera work. But to me, it was competent enough. Mm. It was solid enough that I didn't think about it or hey, the camera, hey, or the, the mess up a shot here. Everything was fine in terms yeah. of telling that narrative. I um, would still say it goes back to like, you know, the, the old sci-fi films like the, yeah. of the 70s, like Man Who, f- um, who Fell to Earth, for example. Yeah. Where it's not so much about action and things, it's all about character development yeah. and just setting a tone and yeah. making you think, you know? And even when I, the film is done, it leaves you thinking. I that's great. really defend this movie. It's a movie that you can interpret in many ways. People think, well, no, it was just a normal ending or the ending was too vague. No, it's a movie that had some serious depth to it, I think. I, yeah. It's a movie I think totally defensible in that way. I think it's just because of how the characters change yeah, over time. Work. Kind yeah. of true people of like, what? The, only, the biggest, the biggest huh? weakness <laughs> of the film, the biggest weakness of the film, uh, if anybody, would have been Domhnall Gleeson. Especially but, how his character but changes as well. But the thing, is, the thing is, his character was meant to be the flat character. Like, you're, you're telling the story from him, but he's still being misled. Right. In that way. And yeah, the audience is also being misled. That's, yes. that, and they, they yeah, yeah, that, that was the beauty about it. Yeah. So, Playing the audience, like, you know. Right. So, right. I, I think it deserves that position as well. It's a movie that um, a lot of people, I, well, you know, I don't think a lot of people truly slept on. But, you know, it's one of, like, like many sci-fi films. Yeah. People are like, eh, whatever. And yeah. they move on, and they just don't take it seriously, or they, the ideas are very, very disturbing in many ways. When they, they carry the arguments, it's conclusions. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, there's a disturbing kind of um, idea. Even like just and the I, way I, how they picked the guy to go to yeah. the to the guy's and, house, for yeah. example, checking know, his, his my, Google search history. And then my interpretation, and my interpretation of the ending of the film is probably one of the darkest possible endings that could happen with something like this. Um, the nature of Eva, um, and you know, don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, you're dealing with an incredibly dangerous figure here. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, when artificial intelligence becomes aware, what yeah, happens? Yeah, there's some seriously, you know, disturbing shit that could happen. Well, at least the scare tactics mm-hmm. of what could happen. Well, right. No, no, if it's realistic, I have no idea. Okay, so yeah. uh, moving along, we have Straight Outta Compton. Aha. Uh-huh. Crazy yes. mother named Ice Cube. Yeah. Nominated for best original screenplay. Mm-hmm. Well deserved, I yes. find. Honestly, um, that's the way how they, they took. Told, yeah. Because all these years of musical history and, compre- right. and, con- and I, condensed it actually I into thought, the script. And I, I, as I, mean. I say, the only reason, you know, as usual, stuff like this always have the cultural capital problem. Um, you know, rap music, you know, you know, people just dismiss as rap. Um, but to me, I kind of put it on par with movies like Ray. Yeah, yeah, it I does. It on par it's with a there. fascinating film. It's very, it's, it's, yeah, it's very it's well history, done. It's music history. Yeah. I thought it was really well done. It, it, it still falls into the usual traps of a music biopic, of in course, my opinion. Yeah. But... It was Band breaks up, they come right, back together, yeah, all that same, stuff. Yeah, same, yeah. same stuff, but that is music biopics, that is music history. That is of course. Almost I every, did, I did that, is, that tends to be the nature of the, the type of personalities and musicians, like yeah. across the board, especially in popular music. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Um, 
your film that you you didn't really like that much, but I I understand why. Star Wars: Force Awakens. Okay. Best film editing. Yeah, right. I guess so. Okay. Best original score. Okay. Uh, <laughs> best sound editing. All right. Yeah. Well, obvious. Yeah. Best sound mixing. Obvious. Right. Best visual effects. Obvious. Okay. Um, one that I haven't heard of. Um, it's actually one in two films that were nominated for best makeup and hair styling. Um, it's called the 100 year old man who climbed out the window and disappeared. Okay. What I know, it came out in 2013. That's that's all I know. It. I okay. believe it's a Greek film, but uh-huh. somehow. Yeah. It got the nomination 2015, which okay. is well, Chemistry. yeah, which is strange. Yeah. Like I said, it came out in 2013, but yeah. whatever. Um, so that's going up against Mad Max Fury Road for best makeup and hair. Yeah. So take a while, guess who's gonna win? Yeah, da, 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 da. yeah. Sorry, to, I can't, I can't expect that. Well, we'll yeah. see. That'll anyway. be a, a disturbing <laughs> upset, though. Yeah. Well, it would be kind of weird. Well, oh gosh, um, Galaxy Galaxy went up for it last year. I was, right. No, I was thinking why Star Wars didn't go okay. up for it because they won that much. Aliens, like right. humanoid aliens, I guess. Yeah. That's why. Anyway, yeah, Lloyd Kaufman. Um, yeah, Lloyd Kaufman. I thought Lloyd Kaufman would get some like makeup, and he didn't get any makeup. Yeah, and uh, he was in the movie. Whatever. Yeah, and finally, best foreign language film huh. category. I really like. Yes. Um, so we have Teeb, T H E E B. Right. Is going up. Mm-hmm. Um, heard a lot of good stuff about. It. I believe it showed at the TNT Film Festival. Okay. Um, last year. Right. I haven't seen it. Um, there's a war. Mm-hmm. Embrace of the Serpent. Yeah, heard all these movies. Mustang. Right, didn't see this. And a show that I know you wanted to put in your top 10, and a show that I know that when I see it, and I know when we see it, we will love the shit out of it. Son of of Soul. Son of Soul, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. a lot of hype. Um, So. Yeah, I expect so, that to win personally. Um, here's the thing. So, right, we so thoughts on on yeah. the, the nominations. Right. So I told, again, we're going to talk about this in, in uh, my review of um, uh, Big Short. Big Short. And Kristen Bale's nomination. Yeah. Kristen yeah. Bale was he played a really great subtle role in right. his, in his movie. Um, what else? Um, I think. So I think. I, I, well, well let me, let's just. Let me, all right. Let me just talk in terms of like category, and then we can right. just ramble on. So how about like best picture then? Best picture. I, I um, still can't believe first off, you know, Mad Max Fury Road. I can't believe right. that we live in a day and age yeah. that. Uh, a, a, a clear throwback to 80s cult film yeah. don't give a shit action pack cinema would be nominated for so much awards including best director yeah. and best film that yeah. is amazing yeah. I I mean I love the film I, I still think it's the best movie of that year it's still weirdly overrated yeah. and overhyped yeah. um, and of course I don't see it winning best picture but just the fact that it made it to, to that level yeah. is, is nothing short of amazing yeah. at least in my opinion uh, the big elephant in the room is uh, Revenant yes 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 Revenant in my opinion is this year's Gravity yeah. I, I'm comparing it to Gravity in that way which is technically very impressive and funny you should mention that too because Super the same sim- editor yeah yeah. And same uh, yeah, right. same same editor and same cinematographer yeah. right. worked on that. Super sim- super simple story. Mm-hmm. Um, but brilliant technically. And then and well, you know, Coron, one of the, you know, Ineratu's amigo is one of the three amigos. Yeah. So, you know, there's that, that connection, that Mexican the Mexican connection going on there. Yeah. And I and also to too, I think a lot of people will will, will, will gravitate <laughs> get it gravity. Yeah, yeah. Too much on the style of, of the film. Just like right. like, like gravity. It's yeah. all about the style of it. Right. The style of it. Seeing it with Revenant, s- it's always yeah. about the style and yeah. how it looks, but as I, opposed I still, to the substance, and which I still, is a lot of. I still, but I still really enjoyed um, this about as much as Gravity in the sense that well, it's a simple story. It is, it but is, what, it is. what made this work is that it's grimy, very, yeah. very grim. Uh, oh, you remember a movie? Holy shit! There's a movie that I, that it reminded me of a little bit. 
Um, God, it's a really old. I think it's 1976. The Aguirre, The of God. Have you ever seen that movie? I have seen it. It's yes. one of my favorite movies yes. of all time. I love that. That's movie. what. That's I, one of that's, the. That's how I used to think. That that remind me. That I made that connection in my head for some reason. I don't know why. What you mean? Director having a vision and taking his yeah. cast and, and, and crew just, out and, in and the just, wilderness yeah, and, and just, just just not giving up and saying, "Do we, we want this shot? Yeah, just want this shot." Just raw manliness movie. Yeah, and as you mentioned that the um, well, this quick little mention before we actually get to revenant review, the there's a shot, one of the early shots in the film of like the river, just a simple shot of water flowing, yeah. and that's where you see the text for the revenant title, right? Yeah, it reminded me of a scene from Aguirre, where as a beautiful scene but you know in a art in an artsy kind of way right where it's just a shot of um a river but the the water is flowing very heavily it's like rain rainy yeah. and softness it's flowing very heavily and the camera just lingers on it like it starts off with this wide shot of just this with river water flowing and there's this beautiful really haunting music playing in the background then it goes to this close-up and the close-up is just water flowing and it's done in slow-mo and you just seen this for like about less than a minute right. and it's beautiful yes. i know like the average movie goer be like this doesn't make any sense what does this have to do but it's just really about you know nature and the yeah. beauty both the beauty and the the, the violence and the stupid yeah the beauty and the, the brutality the brutality of yeah. it yeah same thing with, with revenant as well yeah. too so yeah yeah no uh revenant is a movie that i ex- personally expected to sweep yeah um i i i want at least get get at least around yeah. how much how much you nominated for 12 12 so I, I, I definitely see it, yeah i definitely see it winning best actor of course yeah um best supporting i'm not too sure nah, but i don't, I'm think, not you'll, too I don't sure. think you'll get it um best, best original have, score yeah. best original score has a huge chance of winning because like watching the film over again on big screen and yeah. hearing that score that score was my god fantastic yeah um best cinematography wow yeah. wow 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 oh, hands uh, down yeah. uh well we'll do this in our review but it, it reminds me of uh a film uh you know there's anime as I mean, you mentioned, there's a, a popular show on, on Adult Swim called Super Jill. Right. Super Jill, yes. Yeah, yes, where yes. it had these, these, these flowing action sequences. So you'll follow to one guy, he gets killed, and then you'll follow the guy who killed him, and then he gets killed. Yeah. And they have this really fast, like, you know, you know, you know, yes, stream yes, of consciousness yes, right. style. Of, right. That's how it came across. Like, that opening sequence was like that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, film editing, yeah. I think it deserves it. Right. Although uh, I haven't seen the other nominees, so I haven't, I haven't seen all of the nominees, let's just say. Right. So I can't really pick that one for sure. And best director, I won't be surprised. Although, in my opinion, yeah. given Inaratu another best director, yeah, um, Arobe, yeah consecutively, it's kind of like, oh, gosh, I don't like man. Uh, I don't expect it somebody again. else. Yeah, I don't expect it. Uh, not George yeah. Miller for for Fury Road. Not, not like a, a bashing him, but give somebody else, uh, yeah. please. You know, this is it. Yeah. I mean, he won. He, he, yeah. he took it for Probably the Golden about. Globes, but oh, gosh, yeah. give it somebody else. Uh, yeah, but Inaratu. Yeah. No, but Inaratu, right now, he's, he's the, the, my model filmmaker. He's the person that, you know, yeah, he's he's what film should be because he really gets a sense that film has a future. Yeah. Um, with him, he's like, and oh, I want you to come out and get ass off, off your couch and come in the theater. Yeah, same thing like with Heatfully. Yeah, um, exactly. And as you mentioned that too, there was this, uh, there was a, a a panel interview that he was part of. I saw the video for it um, yeah. after watching Heatfully. Um, it's online, um, Hollywood Reporter. Right. Um, and he mentioned, you know, citing he, he cited um, Lawrence of Arabia as one of his inspirations. Yeah. Just the fact that, you know, um, David Lean and his cast and crew went into the desert, the yeah. literal desert. This is back in 1962. And grime out. No, um, no green screen, yeah. nothing. It was just shots. them out on location shooting this and getting these, these iconic shots. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that was what... Just just the fact that he was going for that approach with um, The Revenant, yeah. going out to the wilderness just to yeah. get these gorgeous shots. 
and you know, he says a lot about his approach out, yeah, and he really went out of his way to for it because I know um, he they, they, a lot of people was complaining and on the set they were like I'm not surprised yeah people yeah. was like you know we could do this uh, in the green screen yeah. we could do this in green screen and you know everybody drinking coffee and all warm and he's like no yeah. fuck it that movie gonna be shit I want to be out in the cold and Leonardo DiCaprio has really damaged himself from what I understand in this my film. goodness yeah total grime yeah, um, but, I, but I, I he devoted himself to, to the character yeah. as well so he, too he yeah. real what else boy oh my yeah. gosh so what? and I just say give the man just yeah, give it to him give it please him, yeah. Academy give it to him you know it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like um, you know um, legalizing marijuana you, just to, to shut pot smokers up <laughs> you know just to give him it and you know it'll be a complete shit storm on the internet to, in the next day if you don't get it yeah. you know you're, you're expecting that so whatever whatever um, right, so that's that's best picture. Um, well, what else? Go- what else is going up there? So we have Bridge of Spies. Sorry, Bridge of Spies. Yeah, expect that to be good. Yeah, I uh, I, I, really I would like it to win something. something. Right. So even what, if it's what, what best original. Tell me, um, no, run through your nominations quick again and tell me what it was. And I know one of them I was supposed to talk on. What Bridge of Spies was nominated yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. All right, best picture, best supporting actor. Yeah, go ahead. Um, best original score, which I think it should. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, if if, if it wins, else. I'll be glad. Production design. Yes, I think it should. That is yeah, what I expect. I think it for. should. Can look good. Yes, yeah. sound mixing. Yeah, I yeah. Care, not so production much. Production design. I, I might give it for. Original give screenplay. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Not yeah, so right. much, but right. give production design because yeah, it looked it like the time. It, yeah, it was it a period really piece. Well it looked like the time. Yeah. Great um, interior shots and exteriors, of course. You know when he went to Berlin and whatnot. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, Martian. What, what's your thoughts on Martian? Boy, you think I it should win Best Actor? Love the Martian this year. Now I don't think you'll get Best Actor, but Martian has had so much things I really liked. Um, uh, what, but I get, I get the feeling that this, adapted screenplay. I get the feeling, yeah, it, it might get that. I get the feeling that it might get a lot of snobs this year as well, because just how other too. movies are just over, overwhelming it. Like it have other stuff I like more than this. Yeah, I don't uh, think it should win Best Sound Editing or Mixing. But right. I think it should win at least adapted screenplay. Right. At least production um, design, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? I haven't seen. Uh, well, we haven't seen Room, so we can't really talk about Room. Yeah. Spotlight. What do you think about? What Love do you think Spotlight. I'm um, really, really. Sim- what was the song again? Best picture, best supporting actor, supporting actress, director, editing, and original screenplay. Yeah, it probably won't win any. Win anything. I don't um, think it's a, it's a movie that'll get shut out. I think. Um, I don't expect. And I guess it it's because of the subject matter, right? Well, not even that. But it's, it was again. It wasn't. It was. I, it's a movie I really like. Um, and it, because of how, how, you know, simple and, you know, how journalistic everything was just down home. It's all about the journalism and that kind of stuff. But I don't think it'll win all of that um, in a truly great way. Right. Um, Brooklyn, I haven't seen it, so I can't vouch right. for Brooklyn. I, I really like Brooklyn. Um, it reminded me of a movie called The Immigrant, but much less grimy. Okay. Um, but uh, still, that was, um, well, The Immigrant was starring Maria Cotillard and Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. Uh, this one, I don't know any of the actors in it. I forgot her name. She, yeah. But it was nice. Um, so about a girl yeah. from Ireland. She went to Brooklyn. She moved back to Ireland and then she realized, oh wait, Ireland, I hate, I, I, I forgot why I hated Ireland and come back to Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> but it was great. Um, right. I really liked it. It was nice. It was basically a nice white immigration movie, essentially. Yeah. It, was, it told that story really well. Um, early early 20th century, white immig- mid, mid-20th mid century white immigration. Mm. Um, it told that very, very well. And yeah, uh, it was a movie that totally, to- and it looked nice. It was yeah. well shot. Um, so I, t- I took that in. Alright, well that's up for Best Actress, although I think nah, that I they will give it to Kate Blanchett for right, Carol. I, expect, I haven't I, seen I, Carol, but... I saw Carol as well. Carol Kate, is Kate, Kate, Kate very Blanchett, well in my opinion, is yeah. the, the, the best yeah. actress working yeah. today yeah. in right film. Now. Every yeah. role, whether yeah. small or big, yeah. she puts and in she, 110% is she gonna be, every time. I think so. She's going to be in Doctor Strange? She's going to be in Doctor Strange. So is she going to be in it? Um, no, no, no. Um, 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 Who was he feeling? I, 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 I know you're talking about, I but I can't remember what... No, um... Tor Ragnarok, I believe they wanted to be on board for yes, Tor Ragnarok. Yes, that's what I'm confused because she's supposed to play Hala, I think. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm confused with. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Creed, best supporting actor. Oh, gosh. Hands yes, down. I Stallone. Re- I Stallone. Really, Stallone. Really, Stallone. Really, really I want more Stallone. 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 Yeah, no, I'm really rooting for Sylvester Stallone yeah. for this one. Um, he brought he so very good much in yeah. warmth and depth to yeah. that character. Yeah, and he does. I mean, yeah, he's it's, been it's for years. I mean, it's obvious, but... It's a perfect wrap-up to the Rocky characters. And what makes it great, though, is that, you know, back in 1977, when it went up and it won for Best Picture, he was nominated for Best Actor. He didn't win. I know all these years later he's gonna play the same character. He played yeah. the same character, and, and you know it'd be so yeah. great if he wins that yeah. time. It's like, you know, just the perfect way. I don't know if he if he's really going to retire after this. Yeah. Uh, but I know he's done with Rambo for good. Thank um, goodness. I really hope, I, he, I I don't really know if hope gonna, he's done with yeah, I don't Yeah, yeah, he should end the Expendables. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think we're gonna. I'm not sure if we're gonna get a Creed sequel. Um, I heard we it's might. Not get, I, heard they, but I heard they have some plans for it, and, uh, so it wouldn't be a surprise if they do it. I would actually like just. What I would like to see. Is if they do a Creed sequel and then they tell like a deeper story between Rocky and Apollo. So we get to see that that young they do a CG thing. So you get to see young Apollo and and um, <laughs> young young Rocky. Oh, um, you mean you mean you mean to fill uh, any blanks between three and four? Then? Right, or do something like yeah. that, and you get to see well him. You know, it's still called Creed, so it's still the son having to come to terms with the nature of the father and the father died and, right. and all. But at least you could you could see from the father's perspective right. what was going on. Right, and do yeah. something better with that. Like, well, who was he? Who was he? you know? We never see his mother. You know, do yeah. something more with it. So, well, the, in, in other words, explore Apollo Creed. No, right, because, but exploring yeah. by exploring Adonis as well. Yeah, and that that's history, and then then do a better story. We could see. We could get. You could a good script could make it work. It, look again. I don't hate Creed by any stretch of the imagination. It's just I was I had a problem with the fact that it was just too much like Rocky. Understand, understand. Right, and that was that was my only plus issue. points and all that. Yeah, but yeah, it was a yeah. really well done movie. I watched it over here last night actually, and I was like, yeah, this movie is now I'm good too. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I I loved it. Top yeah. ten for me. Um, yeah. what else? Hateful Eight. I am rooting for that to win Best Original Score. And right. Morricone. Wait, Come did on. that have, did I, did I get nominated for Best Original Screenplay? Ironically, no. Oh wow, that's unusual. I don't think that Tarantino is that. Pissed off about it. Right. I mean, he won already for Django, so right. whatever he does. Yeah, Django got nominated. Yeah. And to me, this was better written than Django um, in many ways. So I, I really don't think it should win Best Supporting Actress. I do, and I do give credit where credit is due for Jennifer Jason Lee yeah, performance. Really but I, well, if who, she wins, great. But no, but I, I don't. I don't know anybody above her. Who's better than her in thing? You fine, Rooney Mara. Um, I didn't think that girl was good in Carol. Um, Mara, yeah, there was, there was Carol. There nah. was um, Kate Winslet for Steve Jobs. Nah. There was a Danish girl, which, nah. like I said, I haven't seen. That's the same girl from, from X Mark, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, Alicia, right. Alicia Vikander, I think his name. Alright, alright, alright. Yeah. Nah, I can't say though. I can't say. Um, nah, I think. And, I think and there was Spotlight as well, too. Right, nah, she wasn't that good in it. Who was, um, who was he? Oh, shit, uh, that girl from True Detective. Uh, True Detective Season 2. Jeez, I'm forgetting names now. Yeah. <laughs> Go check, check. But, but I know you're talking about, yeah, I know you're talking about. No, check the list, yes. Uh, no, it's not there. Wait, I also? just have I just have like the, oh, okay. the title. Um, shit, what's the name, boy? Anyway, it'll come to me. Yeah. Anyway, right. uh, what else? What else? What else? But yeah, best original score. I'm rooting for that yeah. to win. Cinematography. Yeah. Great cinematography, but it can't touch. It can't touch. Revenant. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's cool, but yeah, yeah it, it has nothing compared to what yeah. was done for Revenant. Right now, Revenant was really impressive in that way. I mean, it's like wow, you know, the attacks and. Yeah, awesomeness. Um, I think Amy will win Best Documentary Feature just because it's about Amy Winehouse. Right. <laughs> Although, yeah. Look of Silence, I guess, could win just right. because of this, the, the, the content and yeah. the fact that it's coming off of yeah. you know the act of killing. Yeah. So maybe Look of Silence might might get something make up for that loss, yeah. right. but who knows? Um, Inside Out for sure for Best I, Animated. Yeah. Anomaly. They say the sad part is that because in each of animation they put in animation in one place, but Anomaly, sir, 
is not in the same category as Inside Out in terms of the same kind of film. Maybe they call it animated films, but wow, they talk about two different movies, boy. Yeah. Jeez, boy. Um, and at least I have some like Connelling or something and it's like, uh, you serious? <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is totally adult. It's like a totally different beast. Yeah, I mean, but anyway, um, what else? Best costume design, yeah. I would root for Mad Max. Um, Fury Road. Mad Max, yeah. Seeing it for hairstyle yeah. and makeup and hairstyle. Yeah, yeah, that's, all that's that stuff obvious. is Mad Max, yeah. Sound, sound editor and sound mixing, for me, Fury Road. Right. Yeah. Just the way how yeah. the, the, well, I mean, in comparison to the music, of course, but just yeah. how the sounds work together and how it's mixed together and all that kind of stuff and how it got you into yeah. this world was, was yeah. incredible. Well, all right. Well, I know um, Star Wars is up for the yeah. for those same two categories. I'm not surprised because Star Wars is still very well I think it might be a shoe in if it wins. If it's like, yeah. if it wins for, for I, mixing, it be like, well. I don't want to win yeah. anything, frankly, but well. <laughs> yeah. You make your, don't make your billions. Keep, keep that. I know, but we had to talk, talk about like there's the nature, the Oscars, and you know a lot of people like yeah. to dismiss Oscars. Um, but before we get to that, just just a few more things. Um, foreign language, Son of Saul, even though we haven't right. seen it. Right. Best Expert. original screenplay is a little tricky. Right. Um, I don't know. I know you might you might say Ex Machina. I no, would say have shit my, out of I, I just have my rooting for because I don't know what'll win. Frankly, with that one, I really don't know what'll win. Yeah, I I, I am I'm not too sure with that. Right. It could but be Richard Spies. Yes, it's I don't like know, all the original. Be. I noticed a lot of the big sci-fi is pushing on the original screen because who won? When yes, it came yes. Out. I remember that one. I, I was like, I was actually surprised it won. No, I, I totally called that. I was like, yeah. I'm not gonna win best movie or anything like that, but you're gonna win best original screen. Yeah. And then when I thought about well after one, I was like, what? Yeah, it totally deserves it. Yeah. I, that was so I I, I, I yeah. really like what but, but one thing smart. what I really love about that script is like it took the concept of what if a if, what if a human being falls in love with artificial intelligence yeah. and just asks all these questions like yeah. it's like see you're pitching the idea you're just thinking about the idea yeah. out loud and I, it tries to answer all no, these yeah, questions it carried, it in this one it, film it carried it to its logical conclusion really, yeah, what really if, well what if, it, it what, if what if what if what if it is the type of person that would do that yeah. they, and they, they got into that and they got into well, actual nature love and all that stuff it yeah, 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 yeah it was I totally accepted it as a as a you know I knew it out of one and I it, I called it totally and that was, that was my picks right yeah we forgot to mention best original song um, right alright <laughs> I do know that Earned It from the weekend is going up okay I believe that, the um, other song from um, "Lovely Love Me Like You Do" right is up for as well too. And funny thing is, a song that Lady Gaga song um, song I forgot for what movie is up as well too. Okay, and that's funny because that's riding off of the Golden Globe win that right. she, she got had, right. last week for American Horror Story right. uh, Hotel, which I haven't seen yet. I'm a right. fan of American Horror Story, by the way. But I haven't seen Hotel as yet, so I can't vouch for. Yeah, it's a show I never got into, frankly. So you should. Okay. Although they, 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 they really try to push the horror yeah, envelope yeah. a lot, it's just like we're just going out of our way to just freak the shit out here. Right. That's the approach, but okay. to me it works. Right. Um and yeah, speaking of Lady Gaga do and her and Leo DiCaprio and all yeah, that, that kind funny. of stuff. <laughs> that, yeah. that was funny though. That's how she like if it was intentional that's how she bounced into him. Oh she, she pinched him or something like that. Yeah, pinched him, just walk and kinda nudge him and he was kinda like smiling like almost like he was laughing at her like right. <laughs> Lady Gaga <laughs> going up a Google Globe. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, she was like, What the fuck? What? Right. You know? Okay. Yeah, but best song, I really don't care actually. I haven't heard that great song. Right. The, the, the nominees, I don't know. Doesn't okay. do anything for me. There's no lose there's, there's no lose yourself. There's no Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, no big no, songs um, that stood up. The song out. uh shit, I fight you fight on the Rocky soundtrack, was that there? No. Oh, sorry, not Rocky, but the Creed song. Uh, Creed, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just for I, I love that song. Yeah, I love I, that I, song. I, I love again, that because I watch over the movie, I was just whistling that the whole morning this morning. So Yeah. Anyway. Um so yeah, let me just talk about the politics of Yeah, uh so a lot of people, you know, when you have a, sh- a shitty win, uh, a win that a lot of people do like, you know, a lot of people just yell out, oh, Oscars don't matter. 
And yeah, Oscar suck, yeah. Yeah, and then another problem is that and this is something I want to talk about. I get in real tired, and this is what the whole thing with the whole remake culture. Stop riding old people's dick. Oh, I what see what I mean by that is that, yeah, we stand again real tired of that. Look, I love Trombo, but that movie's a total talking about the past. You know? Because if you watch Trombo, you know what it's about. It's like, yeah, it's just about a struggle that is, in many ways, still somewhat relevant, but largely not relevant anymore. Alright, um, so do you mean it in terms of like say Selma from last year, which was Selma a little bit, yeah. Selma yeah. was like, well it's Oh, that song that Common and, and um and John Legend's song Glory, right. that was well deserved. Right. Like, see, that's a song that stuck that right. stands out, not right. earned it. But anyway, moving along. Yeah, no, yeah. Um same thing with something like Trombo, Creed, you know, it's stuff that we remember. Um remember the Oh you mean playing off of nostalgia. Yes, again, real sick of this dread. Because it's just the, the old people I mean I suppose it, this might be a trend in Oscars all the time where you just well, whoever old enough and remember and it'll hit their buttons. You'll do it. Like Selma. Right. Um another thing, which is uh fucking remember the artist? Yes, that was a, that's a perfect example. Right. Like nobody remember at, after that. But thing. at the time, eh, it was like, wait, a silent, a silent film, film, and everybody went like, in 2011. Yeah. What OMG? Yeah, and yeah. then once after it came, yeah. I won the awards. Yeah, nobody forgot. Move on. That is my problem. Again, real tired of that. Um, you know, people like to say people like to dismiss the Oscars by saying, well, it didn't matter anymore. Let's admit it. It is something that has very strong cultural capital. Of still. course, of it is course. Very, yeah. you know, you could you could dismiss. Say what you it. want. I think Say it does matter. It yeah. does matter, and it yeah. still it still is relevant in terms of like what people think about the world. What you, yeah. you could, and, you and that's in terms of just okay. This is the direction of filmmaking now. This is right. the direction of storytelling now. Yeah. I need to look into this. I need to learn about this. Right. I need to do or try to emulate yeah. this at least. You know. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and I, I think um, you know this this dismissive attitude is something that again real tired of. Like I, I look I remember moments when Oscar sucked for me uh, like um, when this guy won what do you call him um, Denzel won over you mean for Trinity yeah I don't over but, but Beautiful Mind hated that and then but, but, but and you then, remember his performance do you remember I, at, least, at least his performance in Trinity stood out not compared, than not compared to Beautiful Mind um, another yeah, example so. another example but and then before you get the sense of um, he should have win for the hurricane yeah. Um, and then yeah, yeah, this fellow won for I think he who won for who won the year he won Hollywood. Well, um, that was ninety nine. No, that was ninety nine. It came out. Yeah, not um, Gladiator. I can't remember. Um, yeah, not Russell Crowe win. But that wasn't for Gladiator. I think it was for The Insider. I think that or was some, yeah, I was something like, like that. And I was like, are you serious? Yeah. Um, another the worst example and the most extreme case was the winner of Crash. People yes. were pissed yes. off with that yes. one. Yes. I was like, Crash was it was so blatant. So suckering, like, yeah. Well, um, yeah, we're all connected together. Yeah, yeah, that's and we should all no, another, start another classic example. Another classic. Because I wasn't old enough to remember this, but a lot of people was burned and pissed off by this. Was the color purple? That was a big one. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a real big one for a lot of people. It's because like, you it know total, Steven Spielberg yeah, doing it, this film about yeah, so you know the South, yeah. South and you know racism I, I think, and all that stuff. And then people was like, well, another black movie should win. I dream of Africa, and I'm like, what? Are you serious? No, you mean out of Africa. Out of Africa, I dream of Africa. No, it's um. What's I dream no, of? Africa? Out of Africa. Okay, which movies I? No, dream I dream of, of Africa is it came out in the late nineties, I believe. It was a, okay. a flop, but anyway. but, yeah. but I take another example too. But and this is something that I want to get into in terms of like the whole racial, this the whole racial perspective of the Academy Awards. Yeah. Um, Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. Winning um in yeah. nineteen ninety. Yeah. When do the right thing. Right. Yeah. A superior, superior yeah. movie. You yeah. Know, okay. And then you could go even further, of course, with um, well, Goodfellas. Yeah. Year after should have won. Right. But he gave it to Dances with Wolves because right. it's about the white man learning how to Stripping coexist it. with the 
with the Native yeah, Americans and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a bounce back. And he's always had that political bounce back, back and forth. Yeah. Um, um, but, but just about that, uh, what's your thoughts, what, what are your thoughts, sorry, on, you know, um, the whole whitewash with the Academy Right, Awards I was now about no to, I was now about to get to that. Now, frankly, no black actors deserve to be there, right? The only person I would have given um, for best supporting as a black actor was, well, let's just stop saying supporting, it. Supporting, yes, sir. Best supporting was Idris Elba in Beast of No Nations. Right. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't going for best actor. He was going for best supporting. Yeah, because okay. he wasn't the main character. He right, was right. just at best a supporting actor. Okay. Um, in that movie. Um, yeah. At most, I would have probably given him a nomination. That's it. Nobody else. Yeah. I no like. I, I, like, honestly, like, I wouldn't even give Michael B. Jordan. No. I, I know what no. I said about. He should have gotten nominated for nah. Food Rail Station, but compared now, yeah. to the no, others, for, no, for Food Rail Station, totally, yeah. but not for this. <laughs> Not for, not, Creed. not for Creed. Not Sorry. for Creed. Um, there's, there, there's people telling me that that fella should I get for Easy and thing. I'm like, what? No, no, no. no. They, yeah, yeah, they wanted. Yeah, they nah. like they wanted to some online petition. Yeah. Nominate this guy who played Easy E nope. for best supporting. Nope. No. No. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Oshie no, Jackson. The next one is that, like, that's like, that's like, yeah, that's like saying, oh, give Oshie Jackson Jr. for for being no. the father. No, Come sorry, on. no, no. Yeah. Um, what else? Do Will Smith for concussion? Nope. I haven't seen concussion. No, con- but con- I, know I saw concussion. Concussion was utterly mediocre. Utterly mediocre. Like yeah, I heard, I heard he was. He was okay. He right. just had one line <laughs> that was okay. He has a problem. The man looking nothing like the fucking person. Sorry. But what mm. about the accent? I was worried about the terrible accent, accent from what I understand. Not even a good accent. It was what, what accent it was it supposed to be what? Nigerian, right? Yeah. yeah. No, some people tell me no, it's a terrible accent. It wasn't even that good, from what I understand. I again, I couldn't compare it. I had no reference point. I have a couple friends who are Nigerian, so right. like I don't know, but I don't know if they they pulling off a mix-up accent anyway, so it don't matter. Mm-hmm. But no, I heard he had a terrible accent. It wasn't cl- like close to what the original person is. Yeah. I I so I, make a, I remember making a comparison. I just do a quick YouTube thing and just listen to what the actual guy looked like. He didn't sound like anything like the guy. He doesn't well. look like anything like the guy. Concussion so that's is, just Will Smith trying to sound African. Yeah, okay, no, no, mediocre, problem. mediocre. No problem, I'm no sorry, problem, yeah. mediocre, mediocre. Right. Um, now compare that to, to when Forrest Whitaker, Whitaker did Idi Amin. Yes, in Come uh, on. Last King of Scotland. Come on. Which he won for, by the way. Which he won for and deserved to win. Yes. Come yes. on. He looked, I would say he's, although, yeah, he he, he, he looked the part, like, yeah, he looked like, like 90% looked yeah, the part. Yeah, he looked, he looked the part yeah. as well. No, look, it had no good black actors this wrong and stop with the people of color crap because it had yeah, people I know, of color like director and all took I remember yeah, they were complaining about oh well um, uh, forgot her name who directed uh, yeah, who directed uh, Selma Eva um, uh, Eva DuVernay yeah no Selma was such a great movie nope. why did you give it to no, no, no. her for best Eva director Duvernay, listen Eva DuVernay is an incredibly competent director I'm not denying that she's very competent right but it was not great it was a competent I, I admit movie. It was. I, that movie it was, I enjoyed. It was not, sir. But it was, it was normal. It was, it was by the numbers. It's very by the numbers. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, th- I sorry. This is this is yeah. over over and over claiming. Uh, <laughs> and as you brought up uh, that, um, the only thing you could complain yeah. about, if you if you make your case for for Idris Elba in, in Beast of No Nations, fine. Okay. I think it was okay in that. I, but if you say that, all right, you gain an Oscar nom for that, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but what you might argue though is that with Golden Globes is understandable because you have TV right. and right. and Hollywood. But this is a Netflix film. That's the thing. I, but it's not a Hollywood release. Thank you. That was about to get to because it didn't. It didn't have that many theatrical. I don't think it had a big theatrical review. It had a small one. Right. They did that and then they put it on Netflix. I remember they did. A, they had a whole thing. But they did it before. Okay. I yeah. Thought it, it but was it was Netflix not big. First. It was not particularly big theatrical release from what I understand. And it was okay. 
It is okay. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Um, and one thing um, I was going to mention too, um, Chris Rock, I actually read this last night. He, 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 he called um, the Academy Awards because he's, he's the host for, for saw, this year. He's, he's the White Meat Awards. Yeah, wow. Which says so much. Yeah? No, okay. So here what I expect Chris Rock to do. Yeah? I expect him to like really be biting. Like like um, this fella. Oh, yeah. um, Will Smith. Will Smith is the audience, man. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, what do call him? Yeah. Um, what do you call him? Ricky Gervais type biting. I expect oh, oh that yeah. level of bite and sadism. Oh yeah, you saw how Ricky was moving for for the Golden Globes. No, he was br- just sorry. brutal. Yeah, yeah, just brutal. My God. No, Ricky Javis. Ricky Javis is like. <laughs> and I ex- give a and fuck, I'm expecting but. us to get a whole night of. I don't know. I mean, yeah, Chris Rock. Ricky Chris Rock. Does, give a fuck, no, but I expect I expect Chris Rock to just give us a whole night of just biting race race commentary, whole night. Yeah. I expect that. I think Jada Pinkett was she she see boycotting it and I'm like all right, stop bullshitting, please. Right, your Will husband. Smith is still going to attend. It was a terrible movie. Come on. Sorry, concussion was crap. I don't know. I don't defend that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, Michael B. Jordan is going to be there. Yeah, Come on. it's going to be good. Like, like I'm going to like it. No, listen, Ryan Coogler and the, the script is good. Yeah, you know, Ryan Coogler. I, I, I really think he's an important talent. Um, but not for this. Um, agree. So agree. we'll see. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. What are we going to talk so, about? So, yes, let's go. Let's continue the Academy Awards talk with yeah. uh, two films that are going up for Best Picture. Yes. So, Ricardo's going to talk about Big Short, which I have yet to see. Yeah. I will see it, of course, because I want to make sure to see all the Best Picture nominees at least before the actual ceremony takes place. Yeah. And then both of us are going to talk about a film. Um, did you see it on Saturday? What? Revenant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we both saw it the day before. Yeah. Um, but I watched the, it a second time. Right. Yeah. yeah so, saw it second time. Yeah. First time I was on screen, a second time right. big screen. Uh-huh. Well, was, I'll I'll get to my thoughts on just seeing it on big screen, but yeah. of course we're, we're talking about the revenant. So, yeah. big shot, big yeah. shot. Right. So the big shot is basically the story about um, the 2008, well, the 2007, 2008 financial crisis in the United States, and what it does is that it follows uh, four characters. Mm-hmm. Four men. I forget the characters' names. Uh, but uh, actors. Um, the actors. Steve Carell. Right. Steve Carell. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Um, Brad Pitt and Christian Bale. Um, I forgot that Brad Pitt is in it. Yeah, Brad Pitt was in this, and all of these characters was basically these kind of outsider figures. Well, except for Ryan Gosling's character because he's narrating the story. Okay. And what he says is that Steve Carell, Brad Pitt, and Christian Bale's characters was these weirdos. These kind of outlier. All of them have these quirks, these 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 horrible kind of social, personal foibles about them. So they okay. And uh, they the didn't social outcast. A little bit. Right. Um, but they really they, they because they were out they, out they were outside. They kind of pick up pick up something was going wrong, and the film does a great job of um, explaining. Um, it was explaining basically what went wrong with the financial crisis. It's right. kind of a docudrama, frankly. It felt very documentary style. They made constant references to like all the pop culture stuff that was going on at the time. Right. So they made they made references to music. Um, you see like a ludicrous video. Um, <laughs> they made references to like cell phones, shoes. Like it, it did that. Oh, really so periodically fast. it just stops and yes. gives so you felt, a sense felt, of what's going it did, on. It did. Um, who's the director? I forget the director's name of um, Spring Breakers. It did that kind oh, of. Oh, that style. These, yeah. these cuts, yeah. And then they did because and well with Steve Carell, well we know him from the Office, so we know he does that that verity approach to yeah. thing. So it's interesting to see him do a very serious role. Yeah, so his character is very dark and that was great. That was great casting. Yeah, right? it's, a, it's yeah. a very good casting. Um, my problem with the film, and I'll here's the thing: the characterization only Steve Carell's character came came true for me. Personally, his character was the one that got the most depth. He's the one who really see all the problems, and mm. then they had a whole backstory with him and something to do with his brother and family and that kind of stuff. And it's great. Um, it's a film that really got into the morality tale of what's going on. Right. Yeah. Every moral failure on every level of why it is that this thing, why it is that you had this, you know, kind of cascade failure mm-hmm. of thing. They, it all, it's, it's very technical. It's 
a very technical film, so okay. they get into all of these finance terms, a lot of finance speak. But because of the verity, verity style of it, it worked in that sense. Right, um, but it doesn't like hit you over the head. And a little bit, because I, I found it a bit tedious. And while, while my, my thing with it was that um, if this film came out before another film that dealt with, well, finance and that culture, which was The Wolf of Wall Street. Great movie, by the way. Fantastic movie. Fantastic movie. Um, the Wolf of Wall Street did got into the whole sociopathy of the matter. This yeah. one did it, but not so much. And I, I think I, I prefer Wolf of Wall Street over this. Yeah. Um, um, and and uh, what, one thing, of course, Wolf of Wall Street gets a lot of credit for is um, the, the, the speed of it, how yes. fast it moves. It's close to three hours long, but it moves at right. such a breakneck speed and compared to this, how their lives so, yeah. work. So yeah. the strength of this film, I think, was it did a lot of great allegories and analogies um, explaining what was going on. Right. Like all these little things. So they had these, all these terms, you know, this, the, you know, MGOs and all of these, the, and a, lot of, a lot of alphabet soup with respect to these ideas. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, it did that really well and it had some really funny dialogue with that. You know, it explained, well, you know, this, how to explain this thing? Well, it's, it's cat shit. You know, wrapped right. in dog shit and <laughs> and all of that stuff. And then they, they got you know they made analogies to Jenga. They made a they had a great funny sequence with Selena Gomez in it. Um, well, that was really sure funny. Okay. Yeah. Um. They, so you had to, to get the problem now. How yeah. it had a, all these recursive errors. We call we call regression errors, which is right. not only it it has an error, but it's an error of an error that you can't take into account. A lot of mathematical stuff. All right. Um. um but overall, like, what is the the the, the uh, right, because what you just described is just like the, the time and what the right. film is trying to explain. So but the film, right, with so the four characters, what, the four what's characters, the what it was, all right, so, so Christian Bale's character and Stephen Carell's character, they, again, they were picking up a problem. Mm. What happened is that um, Christian Bale's character said, he noticed a pattern and he said, all right, he expects this thing that we expect, which is, um, what do you call it? Uh, land, housing. Right. right, right, right. Right, housing, finance. Um, I'll go where it's called, real estate. Real housing, finance, yeah, which is considered re- relatively stable. He noticed something was wrong. So what ended up happening is that he he pick up he pick up um he started selling against so he bought against the bank put a set of money into it it was more or less considered a bad bet but he said roughly this was two years before 2007 okay and he said roughly about uh two years before it looked like a really bad bet so this guy's an idiot but he came across like a kind of somewhat of a kind of mathematical savant now he really picked up the pattern he was saying yeah this thing gonna crash hard I just gonna bet against it like long before mm-hmm. and he bought basically went to several banks, you know, and all the big banks at the time, you know, um, Bank of America and so on and so. And then what he said was, this going to crash and everybody laughed him or they laughed him out of the room essentially. But he spent his money. Ah. He just, look, I, I believe him, I believe, I know what we're talking about in terms of the thing. And it was, all of it was about these guys, it was just the canaries in the coal mine. That's right. what he was just warning, constantly warning, constantly warning. Hey, guys, something wrong, something mm-hmm. wrong, but he had too much money being made. And nobody, you know, there's an old short story, a famous sci-fi short story called The Ones Who Walked Away From Omelas. They didn't seem to care. You know, it had, and then had a bunch of people who were aware of yeah. what was going on and selling it and keep pushing it forward, knowing full well, that, yeah, this thing going to crash. And Steve Carell's character was about that. He got into the whole thing about, and he had this iconic scene where he was him and another finance guy. And while the finance guy still defending the system, this, within the 30 minutes he spoke, um, the company's stock dropped. 30% or something like that something wow. ridiculous like that and it was really these extreme scenarios mm-hmm. now I'm familiar relatively familiar with the story um, but from a documentary standpoint it was okay. explained to me largely I, I, again, I, I stopped caring about the um, I'm kind of like Bad Pitt's character <laughs> Bad Pitt's character in this now is a guy who just walked away from the whole thing he, he's brilliant he knows it but it's a lifestyle he doesn't want to be part of he right. hates it it's a total moral hazard from his perspective and he's like a total like he went completely ascetic he just went away he went to live in Singapore 
he wanted well, to live off the land and that yeah. kind of stuff. And it then um, the third character, Ryan Gosling's character, was in on it, but he he bet against it, just knowing that these guys were right. right. But he's still in on it. He made a bunch of money. He made like half a billion dollars at the end of the whole thing. And then Chris, right? So Chris and Bale, Steve Carell, and, and Brad Pitt. Those characters were the outliers, and the whole point was just warning everybody against the system and how disturbing it was. And while I, Steve Carell's character is kind of, if it's anybody who's the main character, it'll be him. Okay. He was the person that focused. He realized how bad it was because he, he had like strippers owning houses. Yeah, I, I remember was, that from the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was super. Dis- that, that that whole scene was super disturbing because he was like, "Wait, okay, how, was like how many? Of- kind of ironic though, but anyway. Yeah, and I, wait, how many houses you own? And he's like, he thinking it's just debt on that one house, not yeah. realizing that this one person who nothing about money. There's five houses. So I'm like five, yeah, houses, five houses, and he was yeah. like, "Yeah, we have a crisis." And I was like, <laughs> "Super." That was like one of the best scenes in the movie. Yeah. The ending, the ending scene was as as well because the whole point of it is that, you know, you you have such a such a tragic scenario, It's a situation where you don't want to be right. You really don't want to be right in this. Because if you're right, and um, Brad Pitt's character mentioned this, he says, if you're right, that means people's homes, people lose jobs. Yeah. People lose careers. People lose the, the pensions. People lose, you know, it's real, real life ac- affecting. Yeah. And that's the problem with a lot of this, is that it's this, with this quantitative finance shenanigans, it's a lot of young, smart people who don't understand the real, uh, real ramifications of what's going on. It's a bunch of young guys. They want to make money quick. They're smart, mathematically. Mm-hmm. They, know, they know numbers, but they don't know life. They don't get that this stuff yeah, affects yeah, people. Yeah, affecting other people. By the way, and this is a real world fact, most quantitative financing now is done by artificial intelligences. So that makes what? the situation even worse. Right? <laughs> that means them think that, yeah, it, it's just a short selling mindset. And it, the movie was, um, it's a movie I liked. Now, ultimately, so I'm just going to give my score quick. It's a quick review. Yeah. I'm going to give my score. This movie gets a high movie tone. It's good. All right. Is it, is it? Is it gonna be like very entertaining? Or is it gonna lag and no, no, slow yeah. It, the only thing, the only thing you yeah. might not like is just the, all of the the the, the, the bogged down thing. Cause a film, a lot of the the, the language and linguistics. Could, oh, yeah, I just, understand. Yeah, yeah it, just, it shouldn't shut it down your truth. Yes, yeah, it's a lot of jargon. Give us idea, though, and you know, if we care about it that no, they, much, or we want they, a little no, more, we could no, we could find it for ourselves. They explain it very well, I know. But they ex- what they do really well, I like, is that they they get into one big thing I notice about American culture, which is the balkanization of knowledge. Right, there's no way anyone could understand. Like, that this way, a Christian Bale character was important because he's a doctor, he's a medical doctor. Okay, and he picked up this problem because he understood something in medicine and how that could crash a system. Right. Oh, that's but, that's and that's, that's the whole point. Yeah. Right, and you see, one of the big problems with um, a lot of financing is because it have a lot of shenanigans and back and forth. You have a big balkanization in the industry, which is people. You need to learn it in my language and my way. So you have to not only translate into bullshities. But <laughs> bullshitties. Yeah, you know, but you have to ah. understand it make it much more difficult to understand what's really going on. And it, it's almost antithetical to, to what we call consilience, which is a unification of knowledge. Right? And Christian Bale's character was that guy. He was the guy that, yeah, I picking up the real patterns that was going on here. No one saw it coming except for right. these few guys now. Um, and in the real world it have it have a lot of a lot of a lot of finance people who saw it, like people like Nassim Taleb and this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, um and, and what about on the subject of Christian Bale, what about his performance? Right. So, Christian Bale's character had a kind of borderline, as I say, he had a kind of rain man feel to him. His character was uh, really, he's kind of shut down as a child. He has a glass eye. Um, okay. So, he looked really strange. And he looked like he had a kind of rain man look to him. Now, he's yeah. slightly, slightly Asperger's. Mm-hmm. You're not sure going on there. Kind of not looking in, looking in your face. But because of the glass eye, you can't tell. And it, 
really subtle performance. I totally understood why he got the nomination. Alright. Um, really, does really he good. have a lot of lines? I imagine yeah, yeah. with that character. No, well, he wasn't. He was not a guy that just constantly explaining shit to people. He was like, yeah, he had his moments, but it wasn't like that much. It was just like explaining, like, hey, yeah, there's a serious moral hazard. And then he he took a lot of hit because people won back their money, you know. And then when when the shit went belly up, people was like trying to sue him and all this kind of stuff. He's like, no, I was trying to warn you people. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That was the whole thing. You know, the sad, sad part about systems like this is that the truth tellers get, get sacrificed personal on right. the altar on the altar of, of dishonesty. Mm-hmm. You know. That is what ended up going on. And it, it was a, it was the ultimate moral hazard. Let's admit that. What right. went on in two thousand and eight. And then at the end, Steve Carell's character is like, Oh shit, they got bailed out. Wow. And in the end then he had to make a really hard choice. Uh, don't wanna spoil what it is. Please but don't. He had, huh? I said please don't. Yeah, it, he had to make a really hard choice in the end and, and again, morally, if when you understand what's going on morally it was a seriously hard choice especially if you know what his character was about right. I really really like this movie I get it. I give it a high movie tone um, it doesn't right. get a, it doesn't get an IMAX it's not a movie that really worth that much money it had its problems I think I thought the Verity style didn't really work that well frankly um, it felt jarring okay. a little annoying frankly but I get why he decided to do it that way um, yeah. and he's nominated for best director yes yeah yes. I don't think yes. he deserves it frankly um, it wasn't that good direction in my opinion but other people might have different opinions on this but opi- my I opinion so. my opinion was like it's not that great in that sense the style is a little too jarring a little too amateurish yeah. in that way it really felt like Spring Breakers sometimes at the mm. time when it, with the music and the interludes yeah. and, and, well, yeah, and, I, and I actually like Spring Breakers me too but as I say as I say if Wolf of Wall Street did not exist and you knew that you could do this kind of story better um, I would have liked this a lot more I see. That's my opinion. So that's just my quick opinion about um, the big show. All right. So high movie tone for you. So yeah. um, that's about that's about what uh, six out of ten, seven. Out yeah. Of 10. Yeah. So yeah. Um, do, do you do you think it, it it will win anything at the awards? Like I have best idea. supporting actor. Yeah. At uh, least? Yeah. As I say, I think. Um, no. No. Sorry. Sorry. Best. Not. Not. Sir. What am I saying? Not best supporting actor. Come on. That's for Stallone. Yeah. Right. But. Um, it, I, I think it might it might get snubbed. Like yeah, it might, think, might much not like win yeah, anything. Much like with Spotlight, again a big topical movie. You're doing it years later. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see it gain anything. It frankly. So yeah. that's it. So let's cut okay, to. So let's jump to the moment you guys have been waiting for. Yeah. Well, hopefully, all right. Um, it's the Revenant. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, latest film directed by <clears throat> Alejandro Gonzalez Inarritu. Yeah. Forgive me if I if I said you said it wrong. Yeah. All right. Um, it's based on a novel called The Revenant, yeah. a novel of revenge. Um, it's inspired by um, the real life story, which I was completely unfamiliar about until the film comes out. Came out, sorry. Um, of uh, Hugh Glass, who was a frontiersman and yeah. fellow trapper mm-hmm. back in the early 1800s. Yeah. All right. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio, who plays Hugh Glass, and we we will talk about later on why he should win Best Actor. Um, it also stars Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is in it? Uh, nominal Gleason. Yeah, Nominal Gleason. Yeah. Also, who was also from Ex Machina, we yeah. just mentioned before. Yeah. Um, no, who? Uh, that boy from from oh gosh, Squad Trials. Where's his boy? Maze Runner. Um, jeez, I haven't even seen Maze, uh, Maze Runner Squad Trials, though, but no, but, but no, the first one too. First Maze Runner. Okay. Yeah, this weird eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, the kid with his wi- no, yeah, that's he has like his brow is like yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. But is it? I forget the actors. Dude. He wasn't actor. He was pretty good in this. Mm. All right, so I'll I'll just run through the story quick, and then Ricardo could just share his point of view. Yeah. I'll share my point of views, and then we'll do our rating scheme and whatnot. 
Right. So um, it begins with a group of hunters. Yeah. And they hunt for pelts because that's how they they, yeah. they make their income. You see, it's a really yeah, harsh again. environment. Yeah. So you know how which whichever however way anybody can make money in the in this in this in this um stage in in American history, that's how it is. So they're out in the forest, and mm-hmm. uh, one day they get attacked by uh, a squad of um Indians. Yeah. I forgot what tribe it was. I think it's the Arikara. I think that's the name of the, of the tribe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. So they got attacked. And um, basically, they're trying to to go back to um, this. It's a town, basically. is is a town, not a mining town, but it's a town that they have set up. Yeah. A settlement. Yeah. That's what I should call it, a settlement. And anyway, Mr. Hugh Glass um, gets attacked. This is not a spoiler because actually in the, the trailer, actually, he gets attacked by a bear yeah. in probably. One of the most jaw-dropping scenes yeah, I have ever seen. The in, grime was real. Yeah, that was no, yeah, so the, no, grimy. the action in this ah. movie, the action in the movie. No, here's the thing: what, what the movie felt. You know, what the movie felt strange in terms of like when the camera was panning. It had this weird pan tilt, and I don't know how they was doing that. Here's or you mean it, it would go, it would go right, and then suddenly it would just cut back to left. Yeah, but no, but how it was when it was panning, the motion it was looking like. Now again, and I had it on my, my television, so I, my television have a the settings on my television probably you know, made it look yeah. off now. So I went to see it in the theaters, and I saw the same effect. That same thing. You know what it felt like? Like they shot it with a VR camera and then they just control the, the, the where the you should see in terms of the frame. Because you know how to edit with VR now. Right, right. It felt like that. But I don't know what was going on there. So you get they get to zoom and control what direction the screen would be. Mm-hmm. So that's why when it started pan it didn't it felt like a, a, a quote unquote like a, a, a post post. Oh, it, it, yeah, it felt like, like yeah, it, it didn't feel like the camera moved. Well, it moved, felt yeah. like it felt strange, you moved especially in, in that first front. sequence. Right, that first first sequence where we did the Indian attack. As I say, I All keep right. I keep referencing, um, uh, you know, Super Jail. Yeah, like uh, that, uh, that that fast movement kind of thing. Yeah, well, I would I would love to see more of the behind the scenes because actually like a few videos out online yeah. that that explain like how they did certain shots and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, so get back to the story. So um, Mr. Hugh Glass gets viciously attacked by this bear. Um, still a disturbing scene in my opinion it's still awesome as well, yeah. but that's really messed up yeah that's great um, and he is like badly hurt but he still he still he still he still managed to survive right yeah. and um, one of the, the members of the, the, the hunting team um, John Fitzgerald yeah. played by Tom Hardy insists <laughs> that you know he is just slowing everybody down right. you know they should just leave him right. they should just kill him off yeah um, you know he, he, he got mauled really bad by this bear so you know Anyway, you take it, if we try and get him back to the settlement, he might die on us, or yeah. he, he will just he will slow us. So he will slow us down regardless. So yeah. we we either just leave him or we just kill him. And of course, everybody else is like, no, he's part of the team. He's a great hunter. He's he's part of our group. You know, he's viable. So let's try to bring him back. Yeah. And then through some circumstances, which I won't get into. Yeah. Um, he does well. Fitzgerald does eventually leave him. Mm-hmm. Um, his son, well, sorry, his um, half Indian son, gets killed in the process. So now Glass is left for dead, and now Glass initially is kind of like bent on just finding the man who killed his um, his son, just mm-hmm. seeking revenge. But at the same time, while he's trying to get back to civilization, now he goes through this rather extraordinary adventure where he, you know, he's going through from place to place, just. And it's just all about survival at the end of the day. Just him trying to survive a night, trying to survive a snowstorm, trying to survive another um, attack by Indians or soldiers or whatnot. Yeah. And just seeing this character just go through all these trials, um, just the basis of what the film is about. So I would admit, before I get to Ricardo's point of view, 
it's it, it kind of starts off where it's about revenge where you know the primary goal is about finding the guy who killed um, his son but really it just kind of develops about uh, into this story about just man um, just being able to survive yeah. in the most extreme conditions and just and then it, it evolves or at least it kind of evolves and goes back to you know um, to, to um, Glass's story really about man's place in nature you know um, how man treats nature how nature treats man you know whether it's just man having to kill an animal you know just to survive or you know um a snowstorm or whatnot and how would how would man survive that or can he you know right and just this back and forth with the relations between man and nature and whatnot um needed a very fascinated film but before i go deep into my point of view um ricardo what are your thoughts on the film yeah again really really like this film uh yeah this film while it is that it Again, it's again it's this year's I mentioned earlier. It's this year's gravity. Gra- gravity. Yes, yeah, yes, it yes. is very simple story. Yeah, simple revenge story. Man's get left, man get left behind. So well, revenge. Yeah, yeah. it's so simple. well made, and I really liked them. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed how both characters was opposite each other. You know, you're constantly, uh, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio's character almost barely talked. While yeah, yeah, um, because he, Tom he, Hardy. Yeah, he got his right. neck um, cut, right. so he's always grunting and groaning. Yeah, a lot. and Tom Hardy's character is the the exact opposite. You know, yeah, constantly he's a talkative talking, one. Constantly you know, making right. noise. Yeah. Uh, well, that's why I gotta kill you. Right. right. <laughs> what I liked about Tom Hardy's character is that you got the sense that he's a complete sociopath, but it's totally justified for him to be a sociopath at the time. Yeah. But if if even if his his actions were not justified, he would still do them. Yeah, and you, and you do you yeah. do understand why he does, even though yeah. it, it comes off like real dick moves and stuff right. like, you know, gosh, why do you just leave the guy here to to die for? But right. And Yo, you get friend, like, um, two things. A, he slowed us down. B, we would still get paid. Right. I want to get paid. And he's still right. And he was cracking me up the entire time. Was, you know, him focusing on the pelts. Yeah. About them gotta pelts. go back for those pelts. Yeah. Lost the pelts. Gotta get yeah. the pelts. Yeah. I know. It, it, this movie uh, really worked for me. Again. Oh, I'm wanting to about Tom Hardy before I forget. Um, he has this really great American accent that he does, but every once in a while he will go into the Bean voice. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah, we gotta go back. And yes. We gotta get this pain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, a fantastic performance yeah. by him. Well deserved of the yeah. of the um, supporting actor nomination. Yeah. Although, yeah, he's not gonna win. It's yeah. Stallone. Just saying. But yeah, yeah. yeah, go on. No, no. The the film the film really worked for me. Um, I, I do expect it to, you know, Inarato is excellent direction. He did a good job with um, just just the effort. Yeah, just everything the about sheer it. Effort yeah. of this film. Again, it's, a, it's one of those films that gonna rub people the wrong way because you could just be so, you know, well, look how great our film is because we did this great thing that nobody wants to do. And in your article, kind of showing everybody up and you're gonna start to be, you can start to piss people off. As I said, mm-hmm. it could be, you know, this year's. Gravity? No. No, not gravity. Um, in terms of losing, losing, you know, a lot of hype, boyhood. Oh, boyhood, yes, yeah, yes, yes. A lot of hype, and well, it's just this big technical yeah. thing, but look, it's not look that at good. me, I right. mean boyhood. Right. Took me 12, twelve years. Right. And then nobody, it boyhood already yeah. didn't do much. Uh, and the thing is, like, I, I, oh, I bought into the hype. Now, I would admit, because I actually thought boyhood was going to win, and then yeah. lo and behold, Birdman won. I was like, what? Yeah. And I was happy, but I was like, I was so surprised because Birdman, just like Revenant, is an art film. It, it. Tinley disguised as a mainstream film like people will go in you know the casual movie go go in and have fun with it yeah. and come out with that emotional experience but deep down there is art you know there is there is art into this uh, whether it's the visuals or whether it's just you know um, Glass's story himself because uh, one thing well um, I don't know if you're going to mention this he has these periodic um, daydreams right, right. 
Uh, of, his, of his wife and yeah. his son and you know there's all these really religious kind of stuff yeah religious yeah. iconography again, and much weird like, shots and again, stuff again yeah. much like with gravity yeah. gravity and, had those moments yeah and, and also like the man who fell to earth which we mentioned way way yeah, early yeah, into, yeah. The, into the podcast subject interpretation you know yeah and it, of, that's what I loved about this from well the second time into, into scene is that yeah. it doesn't tell you okay like there's this one shot where um, you saw this really broken down church yeah and um yeah like no, most of the foundation is destroyed but you do see the bell in it yeah but it doesn't tell you where where it takes place or what happened or if it has relation to what happened to leo's indian wife or whatnot but yeah. it's just there yeah, and it's up to you to say well to yeah. think about why it's there yeah, yeah. um but right. yeah we but in your well just i'm just asking you uh, no, we're no, talking about right, this so from no, the visual no, in aspect terms of, right so in terms of the, the visual, depth of it what right, do you think the visual about the, and the thematic it, it, you got that sense of the the whole culture where basically what we call the no church in the wild problem yes you know yes. what it what it is you know that pre-hobsian world that that idea of well you have no civilization you have no morality yeah, how will man yeah how will you treat each other and how will you act with each other yeah and that's tom hardy's character is just representative of well you don't really give a shit about people yeah. and how you all act and behave yeah. um, and, and, and as you mentioned that um just sorry to cut you off there again yeah um that reminds me of um, one scene where tom hardy is, is telling this story about one hunting trip that he was on with this guy and um like the guy was basically saying like he was he, the guy was talking about god talking about um he was just mentioned about you know god is 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 with me and god this and god that right and um he, he claimed that somehow god was close by or at least he was hearing him or something like that and basically he realizes that um what he thought was god was actually a squirrel right so tom hardy being the guy that he is and he yeah, says it in the story yeah. he just shut the son of a bitch right and that says so much about the character yeah. that you know you could say what you want about god but this is the world that I live in right now. It's right. all about survival of the fittest. And, yeah. and there's this other great shot um, where you see Leo seeing a, a herd of buffalo um, running. And at first you're seeing, you're studying the herd, but then you realize you're running because three or four wolves are ganging up on one particular, one small buffalo. Right. And, you know, that is just the, 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 the rule of, na- the law of nature yeah. there. All the others are going to run because they want to survive. And they're gonna leave this one particular one, whether yeah. it's it's a child, whether it's a, a baby or not. They're gonna yeah. leave that one there to die. Yeah, it's all about survival, and yeah. you know, just that that comparison with man and nature again. Yeah, you know, made it a very interesting view. Oh no, yeah, yeah, they did that really, really well because they just exemplify his character again. The idea of the church in the wild, what does yes, it mean yes, yes. to to have you know, basically the edge of civilization, origins of things like religion, why it is it come about in the first place? Yeah, yeah, people want to feel secure. That's the um, main point. Another thing I really like too is how they show Native Americans. They, yes. they're not savage barbarians although but, uh, it kind of no, comes no, up like that the no, first no, time no, but what they do, no what they do really well with it is that they're not it's not um, completely savage but it's not as condescending as the idea of what we call the, 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 the um, noble savage you don't know which is right. a, a really condescending idea. No, they were humans like us. They, they yeah. traded, they engaged in a lot of warfare and violence as well. Yeah. A lot of evidence of that. So, you know, those two schools of thought, they just did it like that. And they, yeah, the Indians pretty damn violent too in this. Yeah, yeah they, <laughs> they were, like, they were, they were. Yeah, and they did it really well. And then when he met, when Leo met that character and how, you, you know, your skin, when he was helping him out. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty cool. And as you brought up that, um, there's this one scene where he's given, um, um, sorry, it's not a buffalo, sorry, it's bison. I heard a bison, sorry. Yeah. And he's given a real bison liver to eat yeah so he eats the liver he eats like about a couple bites of it and then he pukes it back out right. so that was real by the way that's yeah. that's just oh, really? a test yeah he I, made, I, did I, that for real he did that for real because oh, wow. apparently they they, they they tried it they, they were working with a fake one and uh, it I didn't think, look right 
Leo and the director wanted to make it as real and okay. make it feel as authentic as possible, like the reaction I guess. So what, what what was the meat? It was really bison liver. What it was really or bison like liver, a, like a cow liver or something. Oh, uh, I think it was bison liver apparently, or it okay. was a real liver, um, animal liver. Okay. Right. Um, but what I was curious about, because this is one shot where Leo grabs a live fish and starts to eat it. Yeah. I was wondering if that fish was real. Possibly not. It's unlikely. Yeah. Well, the, the problem is that you know, as usually the, the you know SPCA will jump on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, the animal yeah, rights right, stuff. Right, so right, right, right. I doubt that'll be the case. Yeah. Maybe we're not sure. Um. But but let's talk about Leo's performance. Yes. So. Um, amazing. Amazing. Was, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. He was very very good in this. Um. Again, it's one of those cult. You know. Again. You know. You might get a big blowback against me. Like, you know, you're supposed to win, and everybody. You know, as usual, when you have that stuff, man, every time you have something popular, yeah, yeah, the counter. But I thought he was genuinely good at this. He yeah, was re- the, the, him just having to struggle from nothing. Yeah, and just really the physicality was yeah. more physical, physical than, right. than, than just dialogue, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know some people might complain it's all about grunting and groaning because you know his movies always, yeah, yeah, a lot, but. Yeah. When you see his face and when you really understand what the character is going through, it adds yeah. so much to no, it. No, yeah, yeah, they mix up they mix up everything of a high emotional and well, if you want to use it for the lack of the yeah. better term, spiritual uh um you know, going through you know what happened to yeah. his child, what happened and, to his And and I would admit it is heightened there. The the yeah. acting is very heightened. And then he's grunt a lot it's ha- heightened, but him it having works to be and then him having to be uh basically going back to the the, the greatness, the lowest form of humanity. Yeah. Um, to survive and just to get back as well his revenge. You know, revenge is not a not an animal thing. It's totally a human thing. Yes. You need to just let it go. No, you have to. This guy has to go. He doesn't really. He had to get back at that guy. You know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. It, it it was really it really really worked in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. I totally. Well, we're gonna get our yeah. now now question right. Yeah. Question I'm gonna throw it to you. Now remember, I believe it was last year. Um, Eddie is Remo. His name is no. Who? Guy from um. Redmayne. Yeah, Redmayne. Yeah, who who played a. Uh, uh, what was the film he was in? He won your ca- the- he, w- he won best actor for it. Theory of Everything. The Theory of Everything, yeah. right? Where he played that uh, Eddie Redmayne, yeah, yeah as he, um, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, he plays Stephen Hawkins. Yeah, and I was that was that was the, for me that was the upset for that night because okay. I didn't think that he should have won it. And my reason is because you're playing a guy on a wheelchair, you're playing Stephen Hawkins, and there's um, not much he does really. Yeah, um, okay. I would say this much before I get the answer. Before he, 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 he gets his sickness, yes, he acts very great and all that. And then I remember this one moment where he's trying to climb up a, a flight of stairs right. at his home. He's, he literally had to crawl his way up. But when he gets on his seat and he's doing the Stephen Hawkins thing, it's just like, you know, anybody could have done that. But yeah, yeah, let's throw it out to him because, oh, he's playing Stephen Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, I, I so I, I think no, people I th- might th- argue th- with th- that th- with no, I agree, Leo. Right, you know? I agree with you with, with that. I, I think... Um, my, okay, so Eddie Redmayne is an actor that really fluctuates to me. Now, if it wasn't for Jupiter Ascending, I don't think you're a really, really damn good actor. But yeah, he's had some. I, I heard he sucked at that. No, he was horrible <laughs> in that. He had some and really he, bad. He had this weird voice he did in that. Yeah, but, no, it yeah. was. It didn't work at all. So I do. He has his moments. I don't think he's that great of an actor, but he does. Think he gets really good roles. And what I think, admittedly, he does. what I think sells him is that he gets the right. They, it's just because the cinematographer sh- knows how to shoot him well. Yeah. So you he, get his, or he always he always looks the role. He always yeah. looks so you the get right feeling, part. You, you yeah. get the same thing. Same thing with with like I saw Danish Girl, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same thing. You get that same feeling where he, uh, it's they know how to shoot him, and then he knows how to look the parts. So you get the feeling that he's doing good acting. Yeah. Um. Not with Leo though. With Leo, you really get the sense of yeah, he just playing this man who's lost everything. He had to get yeah. back from nothing. 
and build himself back up. It's like the Martian in that way. Yeah, I think it all goes to just the just the um, amount of, of effort he puts into all like yeah. his pre his role for the past yeah. decade or so. You know, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Um, aviator to yeah, for better for. From since the days of Aviator, I, I thought departed in all too. Yeah, from since the days of the Aviator, for me, I I would I would consider him, you know, yeah. like wow. Oh, and speaking of departed, um, <laughs> this is stupid little joke I got short here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Hugh Glass survives so much in this film, um, especially being able to survive in like cold temperature, which is seen a lot because you know with Titanic and yeah. how he died, in, yeah, you yeah. know Leo's character. Yeah. So like while I was watching this for the second time, I tell myself, you know, he's surviving all this, and like every scenario he's in, I just imagine myself, yeah, I would have died here, um, falling off a cliff, yeah, I would have died. Yeah. Snowstorm, I would have died. I would have right. died. I would have died. I would have died. I would have. I would have just given up on life and just died. No, it's the same thing. Yeah, did. it's the same thing with Martian. It's just this whole. Yeah, not so much, well in this case. In the case of the Martians, it was, it was kind of what we call comp- competence porn. Oh, right. Where it was just this man, just super competent, and he just happened yeah, to have the competence right. Yeah, competence and yeah, right take my knowledge yeah. and use that. Yeah, but this uh, is just in this, in this all or nothing. That's kind of it. Kind of came off like that. Like, yeah. if I don't do this, I will die. In a story, let me right. do it. Yeah. Right. And it's just, um, the and it's just his primal need to survive yes. would make it work too. But I'll yeah. say this much here. Um, speaking of Departed, if there's one way I could think of of, of actually killing um, that, uh, his character, yeah, shoot him in the head. No, Headshot. No. Yeah, yeah. Remember Departed? No, no, but that was the whole point. <laughs> that was the whole point with it. It was just the, the idea of him, uh, him having to solve problems with respect to... Well, he kind of had to cover it up to her. Because he was about to go into kill him and then the son... Yeah, and he had to bury him, so he had to make it look like he was dead natural now. So he couldn't, yeah, couldn't get a bullet in the head now. But what I I I'd probably do that though. Like if I was his character, um, what do you call it Tom Hardy's character, um, Fitzgerald, yeah. Fitzgerald, right? I'd have done that. I was like, well, I want to put, but he couldn't do that because they, he was planning to put him out of his mercy anyway. Yeah, so he could he had to cover it up in that way, and then the sun and all that. Because mm-hmm. I think he was, well, he, oh, he was suffocating him. He's he's yeah yeah yeah. He's yeah, trying yeah. to stifle him. Yeah. yeah, that is what he's trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Um. So what else? Yeah. Um. Cinematography. Gorgeous from yes. start to end. Yeah. Um, just literally every shot looks so fantastic, um, yeah. and that's credit to um, Emmanuel Lubeski, yes. another another uh, Mexican. Um, and you, you mentioned yeah, earlier, cinematographer he did, he did well Gravity. Too. Yeah, he he helped out in Gravity. Yeah, and the cinematography for that was was fantastic for that as well too, and also he helped out in Birdman as well too. Yeah. And I believe he, he won for he won for um, he won for Gravity. I'm not sure about Birdman. I think he won for Birdman. Okay. Um, editing, I know. I believe um, the same editor who worked on Birdman. Right. Got right. Yeah, he won In the this? award for that. He yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, um, he also collaborated with him with um, Twenty One Grams. Yeah. Babel, um, which Beautiful, I which I still haven't seen. No, be- Beautiful yeah. is good. I hate Babel. <laughs> yeah, Babel. Yeah, Babel. Babel. I thought was was wee 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 too overrated. Yeah, I yeah, hated um, Well, mostly because my problem with Babel, with Babel is that everyone there deserved what happened to them, except for the Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of supposed to feel sorry for everybody, yeah. but it's kind of like well. And well, yeah. yeah. Well, we have the director again, Amoris Peros. Um, he's yeah. classic films he did. Uh, I again, I, I do consider Inuyasha a model film di- filmmaker for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mostly because you get the, you get the utility of film. You understand why film as an art form needs to exist. It's not. TV. I like how you said film and art form. Yeah, yeah, it as an about art, art yeah, a lot, as yeah. an art form needs to exist as its own. You know, uh, it's not TV. It's not TV shows. It's not a series. It's not um, not a video game. It's not some experimental bullshit. It's a straightforward story. You go in the theaters. 
is the 21st century, not the 20th. Yeah, yeah, and you're getting an experience. Get an experience. Like and imagine Lawrence of Arabia, which I mentioned before. Yeah, yeah. Like I and didn't he, have the privilege of seeing it on big screen, but yeah. if I did, I would have been blown away. Just yeah, the same, same way with same, this movie. Same here. reason I have a lot of respect for Tarantino. Same reason I have a lot of respect for Nolan. It's these people that they're still holding it down. Yeah, it's about cinema. Well, yeah, f- yeah cinema. That's what she says. Cinema. Yeah. Not so much. Well, yeah, this movie was good. It makes some money in box office, but it'll make even more on on on. DVD and Blu-ray. Now, it's not those throwaway films. It's something yeah. that you see on big screen, however, and it it, it stands on. And that's yeah. why when I saw this movie for the second time, I loved it. I regretted the fact that I put it as number six in my top ten. That definitely should have been my number five. But my okay. God, that was a fantastic movie. It felt a little bit for me. Um, first time I saw it, I was just really wowed by the you know just the sheer awesomeness of everything. Yeah. But as a film, when I watched it the second time, I did slightly fall a little bit when you started to see I mean, the, the narrative. I, yeah, 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 I want to yeah. admit, the narrative uh, yeah. wasn't 100%, but um, I guess it didn't need to be because of yeah. this, the primal vibe of it. Yeah. You know? It's about survival. It's simple and maybe yeah. a little too simple for its own good, but... Right. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's why, like, it, it wasn't... it was, Like, when it really went in-depth, I guess, is, you know, just about man versus nature and, of yeah. course... You know, and it, but um, the reason, the reason again, the reason it's on the list is because it does it does something relatively interesting and new for me, um, as at least as films as go. I mean, you know, if you keep if you don't do it all the time, I'll get annoyed by it. But now, it, a few a few films like that, it could work, where you do something interesting with your story. Yeah, you, know, you tell a story, and it's it not even like as far as I understand, it's not even close to true to what the actual story is. Yeah, I, I know, I know that all too well. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just glass as the character. I think yeah. so, I think that is it. I don't even question the actual name of the guy. Um, even right down to like the editing as well, to which you mentioned before, um, yeah. the technique of, of the the one take style that was used in um, in Gravity and yeah. Birdman, of course, Birdman did it perfectly as well too. Yeah, where it tried to simulate one shot and it worked there because you know it was this theatrical thing, you know, at least set in um, the world of theater. So it kind of gives the whole film like this is one big set that you're watching here and these are characters coming in and out of it and interacting, yeah. which worked there. Yeah. In this case, is like you know you're seeing sequences take place. Yeah. And because um, the director wants you to be in this experience, wants you to feel what's going on, the camera follows the the, the, um, the, the performers left and right, and in some cases up or down, you know? And you're seeing everything take place. Um, and I guess, like in my case, you, you could pick up on where the cut takes place, but it, yeah. the seamless way in which it does. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even pick up on, on it. Like I knew they were there, like the cuts, but. The, the seamless way in which they, they were done, I didn't pick up on that. I didn't even care about it, you know? Um, so, yeah, props to the, to the editor and, of course, the cinematographer. Mm-hmm. Cinematography is gorgeous. If yeah. there's one reason to see it on big screen, I would say the cinematography as yeah. well, too. Acting, great yeah. as well, too. Not all the characters are fully fleshed out. Yeah. Although, yeah, you, you could say Tom Hardy and Leo, Leo's um, characters are the most fleshed out, but I guess it's because the, char- the, the story mainly centers on them. More particularly on on Leo as well too. Right. Um, one thing that stood out for me seeing it the second time was the score, the, the film score. It's done by I'm just reading it off of my uh, my laptop here. Um, Ryuchi Sakamoto, okay. Alvan Noto, and Bryce Bryce right. Desna. Um, they brought a rather minimalist uh, yeah. score to this. Like there are moments where you get that sort of orchestral vibe where you um, like the the sort of church scene which I mentioned before. You get sort of the orchestral violence and stuff but mainly it's just minimalist it's literally like you're in the wilderness you're not hearing much you're hearing birds you're hearing calls and then you realize something serious or something life-threatening or something primal and deadly and disturbing is taking place and the music 
really embodies that you know it's really like guttural and stuff and i love that right. um so yeah the, the, the score stood out a lot to me more with this one if it wins yeah well done yeah. although i still think bridge of spice should win because just right. um you know I, i'm a huge fan of thomas newman yes but yeah i i still read this the score a lot um and yeah speaking of score what is your what is your score let's yes, that's what yeah. i mean we could gush on for hours yeah, and yeah. hours about why we love it but yeah what's your rating on it i give the revenant an imax um high imax or low imax imax just on it i just high imax okay IMAX. no yeah. problem uh yeah this is rough chance it's about an 8 out of 10 8.5 out of 10 um yeah i really enjoy this movie it is a cinematic experience yes, um, yes it is not as high as before it was before it dropped a little bit in with, with time and a little more um breathing room and thinking about it okay, okay a little yeah, bit yeah but it's still a really really damn strong movie really enjoyed this film um I, yeah, expecting some Oscars for this. I personally expecting it to sweep. Yeah. Um, I expect it to get like well, twelve nominations. I expect it to get about nine or twelve, to nine out of that. Mm. If it doesn't get, if it gets less than five, I'll be really shocked. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> me yeah. too. If me it too. gets like none, that'll be like, oh my god, that'll be internet to explode. Yeah. But however, um. All right. Me, on yeah. the other hand, um, just around things up. Yeah. I loved it a lot more um, the second I've seen it just getting that overall experience being in that cool cinema scene all these beautiful shots on a big screen and not on a laptop anymore right. um, performances were great were top notch especially yeah. from Leo yeah. I just think I uh, know a lot of people will just jump on the bandwagon and say yeah he should win it he should win it he should win because he's Leo yeah. I say he should win it just because of what he put into yeah. the film yeah. he put a lot of physicality a lot of energy a lot of you know, it, it, it's almost like he just put his, his own life on the line, I would say, just for that role, just to make it, you know, just to, just for the audience to really connect with that character. And I think that's, that's the important thing. Um, just the mere fact that, that, they, that they shot this um, on, on location, you know. Um, I know they shot some parts in, I believe they shot in Canada. I know they shot some parts in Argentina as well, too. Right. Um, Cinematography-wise, is gorgeous as well, too. And just the fact that it was all done with natural lighting. So no studio lights or nothing like that is just a testament to, you know, yeah. just raw filmmaking. And I, I, I really want to stress on that term, raw, because this is a raw film. It's just really stripping away all the, 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 the Hollywood glitz and glamour and just yeah. going for this raw grittiness but at the same time there's a beauty to this there's really a jaw-dropping mm-hmm. beauty to it as well I, too. It, it, it really rem- reminisces of a lot of um south american and, and central american filmmaking which is yeah. to do a great film you have these super expensive films it's a very expensive film more understand it is it is it yeah, is yeah because it doesn't look the part yeah but it, it reminds me of like like in that sense like how hodorowski film was but Ruski's films were super expensive. They were very, very expensive movies mm-hmm. because he, but he pulled them off. Yeah, he uh, pulled them off. And he, just to get the camera in the right place with the right stuff in the frame. Yeah. Make it work. And he knew what he wanted to see. Yeah. He knew the shots. And he, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that was it was. Yeah. So, for me, I will give it... I, it I, like, <laughs> I know Ricardo, um, it, it, was a, it, was a, it was a step down, a notch down from, from you know, Full how he presented yeah. from before. Yeah. Mine is a notch up. Okay. So, well. I would give this a strong four and a half out of five stars. Definitely right. see this movie. Right. Um, yes, there are some moments that that w- w- that will be hard to watch, especially that that bear attack scene. It is <laughs> very hard to watch at times. No, for yeah. me the horse injured when he sleep with the horse. I'm like, can I yeah. start was hot thing is this? But no? I will say that shot of the the, the horse jump flying off that cliff. Yeah, that every time I see it, my heart jumps. Yeah, that was hard. Every time, yeah. I loved, love, love, love that scene. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the griminess, the primal nature of it yeah. may be a little hard to stomach. Yeah. But you have to go in knowing that this is this is what the film is about. But 
don't think that this is just about you know grit and grime and you know debt and you know there is beauty to this this is about life it is about human yeah. spirit yeah. but it doesn't delve too much into it yeah. it's just really and about it, it, it in so comparison I, I to I the know a couple, coolness, I have a couple of friends who say well that was kind of pretentious and it was trying to tell a message and I'm like no yeah, I, I, I know a lot of people to, say that especially no, with no, the flashbacks I, I, but I thought that worked because that's, that's the whole point is that it's him trying to hold on to the humanity stuff again yeah. if you want to dismiss it as much as say gravity because gravity had a lot of like spiritual stuff in it Yeah, but it worked Yeah, I mean, and, it, and also like like Birdman as well too because a lot of people um, tend tend to dismiss that it is an art film. I I do call it an art film. Yeah, because right? it says a lot about human spirit and how it manages to say so much. Of the, well, in that in the case of Birdman, about um, being relevant in today's age, you know, um, regardless of whether you're an actor or a film critic or yeah. just somebody in life, just being relevant and your place in life, and you know, seeing a comparison once again with um, this movie here man's place in in in, in, um, in nature in this harsh environment being able to survive um you know should he survive should, does he have any right to live as this guy who goes around killing people for no reason or what that all that kind of stuff really um and yeah well <laughs> I'll, I'll stop rambling here so yeah, yeah definitely a four out of half out of five right. see it as soon as you can see it on big screen get your bag of popcorn get yeah. your drink and get your sweater because right. it's not as cold as as hateful it but yeah. you will feel that cold you will feel that chill yeah, um, if it wins best picture no surprise kudos you yeah. know great yeah. although I still would like it if you know another film that's not from Inaratu wins <laughs> and oh gosh if he wins best director I guess he deserves it but oh gosh two um, you know consecutively two years in a row uh, but if he wins yeah. great yeah. If he wins Best Picture, great as well too. But right. Leo for Best Actor, that's right. all I have to say. Yeah. Boom. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. I'll wrap up with respect to that. We have a couple of things to talk about. Um, there's a nice little trailer that came out for something called Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yes. Uh, it gosh. came out online, and I believe when they, they, they showed it for um, yes. for the for the show that we hopefully will be talking about next, which is uh, Thirteen Hours. Yes. yes. I want to go. I, I didn't get a chance to see that uh, in no, time soon. So uh, no, have, it's coming out um, week after next week. Yeah, that'll no, have to come out in... Uh, sorry, next week here. Next week yeah. here. Yeah, it'll have to come out in... I'll have to go see that here in, in theaters. Yeah. I didn't get a screen of it. Uh, some scenes are returned to form to Michael Bay. Uh, some scenes are probably the most mature movies uh, we did. We'll talk about but, it. But yeah, we'll see. I think it's this year's American Sniper. <laughs> that's, what I think. that's what we're going I, Yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Um, no, but um, but Ten Cloverfield, yeah. Ten Cloverfield, and that came out of nowhere for me. People keep um, that came out of nowhere. It's like, wait, when did you do this, JJ Abrams? When, yeah. when when was this made? Um, and guess when it's coming out? Early March. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that was a big about shock. The hype machine rolling yeah, from now. really, really fast. I mean, that, that pump out fast because usually movies, you know, nobody heard about this. Nobody had a clue, and it just yeah. pump it up. That's, that, that's a brave but smart, smart marketing smart. right there. Yeah, but no, because even yes. even the old Cloverfield had some smart online no, he, marketing there. Yeah, but, but yeah, but Cloverfield was like a year ahead. Yeah. Um, in terms of the marketing, but the thing is with this is that they did just Star Wars just covered everything, so people were just still talking about Star Wars, and that mm. shit was done, dude. So they, they were just busy on that while Star Wars yeah, was just. I guess that was the idea. It's like, yeah, distracted. everybody talk about Star Wars and then everybody talk about why they don't like it after yeah. watching it for the sixth time. And now I'm going to hit you with 10 Cloverfield. Yeah, and it's, so, so it look like, it looked like you're getting a Cloverfield sequel. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. be talking about this. So a couple things next week. A couple of big comic book movie stuff. Um, well, Super, no, Supergirl came back. Yes. Um, Great. Yeah. Episode. Yeah, by the way. Supergirl, um, Supergirl came back. I believe the, the right. title was here. Yeah. Then Flash is coming back next week. Ah, uh, yes, yes, right. yes. Need to catch up on season right. two, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Daredevil season two, we know we're getting a Punisher something. Yeah. Oh, and the trailer him. for that was fantastic. Right. Here's the kicker. Yeah. Um, John Bullenthal is getting a whole Punisher series. 
Yeah. Got that news, so yes. Um, John Bernthal is a perfect choice. We haven't even seen him as Punisher in Daredevil yet. But I'm pretty sure I could, I think, I totally understand why they jumped jump the gun on that. Yeah. Um, and give him his own series. Because I think wherever they saw already, they was like, yeah, we need to do a full Punisher series. And yeah, let's yeah. do that shit. Um, but we need to expand that that, right. that whole universe. Right. I mean, then, well, I mean, Daredevil and Jessica yeah. Jones isn't enough, you know. We need more. So I'm really, really glad to see that Ten Cloverfield Lane stuff. That was great geek stuff for me. I totally geeked out. I'm not the biggest fan of the first Cloverfield. I love it. Neither me. I, I but think it, it had serious. Yeah. It had some serious problems for me. But I love it. It's a movie yeah. I really like. Um, um, I think it's the, the the structure of it, the the whole camera thing. Yeah. And the ending. Was yeah, a, a little was problem. Like so I want to see if yeah. if they, no, I do. As far as I understand, this is a, a in the Cloverfield universe. Right. Um uh, remind sure me, is the same director, Matt Reeves, or is I it somebody else? I can't remember. Okay. I don't think so. All I right. don't know. I, don't, I, I just saw the trailer. Really, it really slipped my mind. Because okay. I, just, I just remember, like, oh, yeah, we have to talk about Cloverfield. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, totally excited for that. So, that is one a big movie on the year for the year. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. just pop out out of nowhere. Wow. Definitely. For me. I, yeah, I know there are going to be some more surprises, you know, after yeah. the Academy's. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Academy Awards. So. Yeah, looking forward to right. what comes up next. Yeah, know? so you'll get get a big hype for that. Um, well, comic book movies, of course, coming. Deadpool. Of course, of course. Like um, I said, want to check it out for Valentine's Day, which which is yeah. which is for uh, Sunday. Right. So thirteen yeah. hours. Thirteen hours. I want to see. We'll see that next. Um, yeah. And then um, we'll I talk think after that, there's um there's there's Kung Fu Panda Three, yes. which I've been hearing good stuff about, yes. but I okay. believe we're getting that early February. Right. And yeah. we'll take that in as well. When it, when it comes out, it'll come out, you'll get a chance to see it and yeah. take all not, of not, that shit. Not no norm of the not bullshit. Bullshit. No. Retarded no, no, Rob no. Snyder, please die in a fire now. God, man. Yeah. Rob Snyder, go away. Seriously. And I forgot he was doing your voice for that, but yeah. now as, as, you, as yeah. you reminded me, that, that actually says a lot. So, so, bull- yeah. Like, why that exist, Jared? Jeez, bro. Uh, Wasting people's money and resources. You know what? Again, what pissing me off now. How much money it costs to make that bullshit? And anybody, any talented filmmaker could have take that same money and like, eh, yeah, no idea. The no classic idea. injustices of the film world. Yeah, and you know, January itself, I mean, no, no, yeah. we haven't been getting we, terrible films. Like, yeah. I, I can't vote oh, for no, for okay. Ride Along 2. No, no, but I heard, now we have no one. I haven't, I haven't seen yet. that, but uh, I heard it's terrible. But the thing yeah, that, the thing but terrible in the sense that they just didn't know what to do with it. Not, no, no, you see, yeah. you had to point out in that time because it still make money. His, like, of course, Kevin Hart yeah. has his audience, so it's yeah. like, wherever. Um, but the case I would normally notice, like, it's totally unacceptable. It's really where you call F you, it's January. Um, movies like um, American Sniper and um, well, American Sniper came out like for December. I know, I know it came out December. Yeah. Um, but American Sniper did really well in January. Yeah, yeah. Did very well in January. And same thing with 13 hours. It's like that is a really good time to do stuff like this, where everything cooled down, but you have a lot of political stuff going on, mm-hmm. and you know it's things start to ramp up. And well, this year is a big election year um, in the United States. You know Donald Trump, and, and I heard Donald Trump showed it in one of his um, ca- uh, like finance campaign stuff. Should what? Um, 13 hours. Okay. And it's one of his things. So it, it, even though in the movie, from what I understand, is not political directly. I have to see it for myself. Yeah. I heard it's not that directly political. It's the timing of it. Okay. Um, and um, Michael, Bay, Michael Bay is always a kind of bit of a right-wing film. Like yeah, everything is always about America. Everything America, must have America. Military, Flag, always military. military this, stuff, that, right. that, that, that. Yeah. And I think he gets a lot of kickbacks from the American military for his movies. Yeah, dude. So, um, Transformers, the first yeah, one. He got kickback. a chance to shoot inside the Pentagon. Yeah. Well, the, the office yeah. where they were in. Yeah. Nobody gets the chance to even yeah. put a camera inside it. Yeah. He did. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a lot of a lot of a lot of, you know, a lot of kickbacks. I, I think that's a big reason why a lot of people he gets a lot of blowback in Hollywood. Cause Hollywood not not the yeah. biggest fan of. Um, and I think that very, has to do. Very, very yeah, I think that has to do. Um, Man, I still had the same problem uh, yeah. as well from Yeah, I think that has to do with and this is ironic now, The Rock, which came out twenty yes. years ago. Love that movie. Which I still think is still his my best favorite, still my favorite movie of films, yeah. ever. Still my favorite of his. In terms of just characterization, awesome. in terms of pace, and in terms yeah. of just the visuals. Yeah. And you know, just the action, everything about it. Um, yeah. 
I would like to do this like a retrospect review of it. But yeah. I guess I'll have to look up and see when. Uh, but I knew it came out during the summer. Yeah. So I'll check maybe. Who knows? Maybe I might do a written review of it, or maybe I might do a vocal review of it. But you yeah. can look out for that. Right. Um, but I that that was the first instance from my memory because uh, of course this first film was Bad Boys, but there was oh, not, no boys. American icon um, iconography about it. It was just yeah. Miami, Miami, Miami. This yeah. is Miami. This is Miami here, right? right? Miami Vice. Miami, <laughs> Miami Vice. Miami yeah. Vice movie. Yeah. Yeah. Before, but with before the rock, the bullshit, Miami Vice. you got a lot of American stuff. There was yeah. like this nice. And it's kind of cheesy when you take it, but it still moves me every time I see yeah. it. The, the speech by the president yeah. and the montage of, you know, the, the, the soldiers running out to the planes. I love yeah. that shot, though. Yeah. And this all this Americana stuff now, you yeah. know, it still holds up to this day. Yeah. But yeah, but just seeing that 20 years later, he's doing this serious film. I uh, see serious in terms of, you know, this is no Mark Wahlberg or, or Shia LaBeouf running. Optimus, Optimus. Yeah. No, that bullshit is serious. Soldiers on the line, right. fighting for the lives, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's still so, very, it's still a very silly movie, but you know, it's still. It's yeah, nice. I know you'll get the Michael Bay isms, you yeah. know, the kind of um, low angles, the three sixty shots, yeah. you know, the explosions with the fireworks coming up, pew, pew, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But I think I'll have fun with it. I might like it as much as you know, I see rock, of course. Yeah. But I think I will have fun. Yeah. With it. All right, so that's yeah, our so, episode. Yeah, episode that's two, episode two, season, season two. two. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, Ricardo, just to close things off, where can we find you online? Oh, my dear, you can find me Ampasat, R M D D Y, on Twitter. All right. And you could find, just type in my name on Facebook, Ricardo Medina. Um, just contact me on any of these channels. Most likely you'll get through to me, whatever mm-hmm. it is you want to talk about. Please ignore my Twitter, it's very silly. Um, yeah, I have been, I've seen your Twitter actually last week, and it's just these random. Yeah. Philosoph- philosophical yeah. stuff I'm like alright yeah. they have a connection to this no, I mean, somewhere no, um, spoiler alert it's, it's not me writing it um, but yeah I'll yeah, explain it, that it, later it's your, it's your, you have a duality thing right. about you I guess yeah. well, no, it, no there's actually not me writing but whatever. I'll explain that later uh, okay yeah but it's but you can still contact me and I'll respond um, whatever it is you need to hear about especially with respect to scripts and punching up stuff and camera works and that kind of stuff I'm trying to get into that mm-hmm. um the well after this episode epi- sorry after the next episode I probably won't be available so you might have to get Claude, Claude will yeah be very I don't know if he'll be available I, sure. I don't know for um, for what show but but wait so we're not gonna do that pool no me but I we have probably have to do it alright but but, but just in case uh, I'll, 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 I'll at least I can contact him and find what's going right. on but anyway yeah. um so for me now, you can find me um, on Twitter. Just look for Legally Black MJB, MJB uh, in capital letters. Um, you'll find the link to this podcast here on it, um, as well as um, on Facebook. You can just look for a Legally Black blog official fan page, or you can just look for my name, Matthew Bailey, as well too. Um, if you have any thoughts on the Revenant and on the Big Short and on the Oscar nominees, um, on David Bowie and his contribution to music and film, Alan Rickman and his contribution to film um, what is your favorite Alan Rickman performance what's your favorite David Bowie performance what's your favorite David Bowie song what's your favorite David Bowie um, album mm-hmm. um, what do you think about Big Short do you think Christian Bale will win Best Supporting Actor or do you think Stallone should win it yeah. uh, Revenant do you think Leo will, will, will finally get that Best Actor now he's been working his ass off for, for years or do you think that somebody else will just steal it from him and or, or uh, actually oddly enough do you think Matt Damon will win it and you know both of them collaborated on um, on The Departed yeah um, <laughs> do you think Tom Hardy might actually win 
best supporting actor do you still think that still don't show with it yeah. uh, what do you think about uh, just about the revenant do you yeah. think do you think it's overrated do you think it's overhyped or do you think it's well deserved of the 12 Oscar nominee sorry norms that it has right now on its belt and do you think it will win that coveted best picture yeah um, comment on the on the link and let me know what you think and yeah All that's right. it Yep, so that's it. Good night. Yeah, good so that's morning. it. Good night, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you listen to this. Yeah. Um, see us next time for 13 Hours yeah. with everyone's favorite action director, Michael B. Yeah, yeah. So, so until next time, guys, take care. Right. Uh, until next time. Yeah. Bye. Peace. Yeah.